switch over to this view look there's everybody except lavish who's hidden what this up? Is we'd have a cool announcer say something like live from command center alpha two maybe four this is not our big dumb mouth number two or number three or four i don't know how many we've done of these um but there you go so we're gonna set some shit on fire again um my name's cratchit joined today by joe mike is still on vacation special guest booberry invisible disembodied lavish Yep. Uh, and sir, 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 seat sitter, a.k.a. Chris number 23, a.k.a. what he, Skidmark, a.k.a. wanted in most states these days. Skidmark's my G.I. Joe name. I'm coming from Command Center 5.6. He's got 5. I believe 6. that. I don't. Oh, there's Lavish. Perfect. Why not? All right. Um, <laughs> Booberry is uh, still celebrating Christmas, apparently. Blueberry has more lights than 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 most small municipalities have in his. He's he's more Christmas light than man. Bruh, these are these are orange and purple. This is Halloween lights. Okay, Uh, he's the Mothman. He's drawn to the light. This is true. (laughs) Do you have have any other like actual lights, or are there just enough studio lights in there that you have enough light to see? I have enough light to see. There's no actual like ceiling light in here, so it's all just cans and. Floor lamps and I got like little clip light stuff. That's crazy. Don't do that. All right. Um, Stop. So. <laughs> Wait, point it right at the camera. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, special thanks to Blueberry for setting up phones for us. We're going to leverage the uh, behind the behind the schemes phone system so we can take some calls a little bit later. So look for that. Um, we'll try to watch chat in Twitch and in uh, Discord and see what's going. Um, so basically what we did on this show, Joe and I, the, the first one we ran solo just to make sure everything was working. Uh, it seemed to go okay. We've made a couple of improvements spe- specifically related to um, audio and music playback. So hopefully that's better. Um, but as far as today's show, I think we, we just all have a bunch of kind of strange oddball news and things. Um I've got some very, very, very lightweight paranormal. If we want to try to start with that, or do we just go straight into goofball stuff? Or Joe, do you have something you want to you want to lay into us for a little bit? Uh, no, no. I think we should start light. It's Saturday. It's a, we got all these friendly faces here. Let's see what everybody's got. See what everybody's thinking of. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. Nice and lubed up with everyone's piss. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay. Most Scottish man ever. <laughs> Come no, this. let's let's hear what's what's going on in the lavish world and booberry world and sir seat sitter world. What do we got? All right, well, yeah. So who who's got a story to share? I'll bring it up on screen and we'll go from there. Um, well, let me uh I got a couple of headlines here pulled up. I can just kind of rattle them off if that's all right. I was I was trying my best at 3 30 last night to channel my inner crutched when I was prepping these stories. So we'll see how close I did. Uh we got one of the biggest innovators in uh, drive-through automation technologies is partnering with ChatGPT. We got a TikTok video shows Chuck E. Cheese still using floppy disks to update shows in 2023. Uh, Jim, go ahead. 
uh, Jim Carrey is suing a YouTuber for linking him to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> we got a guy that uh, fell asleep at a drive-thru in Arby's. That was pretty funny. That was a Minnesota story. Uh, and then I got a I got a really funny kiss headline. So, what uh, what are y'all mm. feeling? I like the Jim Carrey one. All righty then. All righty uh, then. I actually yes, saw this somebody this morning. Stop this, me. Send me the Jim Carrey link. He got up like, he's he got like a cease and desist or not a cease. He he got the notice to sue, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was like this is private and confidential. And then he released it online and started a webcam about it immediately. If I'm not Jim Carrey is that the same dude? No, the guy who's getting sued. I will bring it up, and uh, I'll turn it over to Booberry. Uh, so I I found this last night. Um, there is a gentleman by the name yeah, of guy. Vincent uh, Briator, Briator, uh, and he posted a video on his YouTube channel of a separate clip of people rattling off a bunch of um, uh, celebrities that had allegedly legend had it in Minecraft. Um, uh, go through and, and visit Epstein. Like this is just a snippet of the names. Uh, confirmed by multiple sources, Bill Clinton, George Mitchell, Alex Baldwin, R Ralph Fenice, George Hamilton, Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, Liz Hurley, Laura Hutton, Janice Dixon, Naomi Campbell, Christy Tur Turling. And it just goes on and on. Jim Carrey was in that, and uh, Jim Carrey's uh, legal team sent this YouTuber a cease and desist over it, uh, threatening uh, or... Uh, laying down allegations that uh, Vincent here had hurt Jim Carrey's reputation by posting this material. <laughs> has, has Jim Carrey made a movie in the last 20 years? He did some like documentary type stuff about himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Me and me and Dave or me and Jim or whatever that was. And then no, he, he, he made was, a documentary uh, about himself. He was billed to play Terrence McKenna in a biopic that I think fell through. He oh, he looks a, like him if you look at the left there. Oh, he was uh, Doctor. Yeah, Sonic, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that was a. Those were big movies. Yeah. I think he's getting a big payday from those Sonic movies. That's how he's paying for his mansions. <laughs> this mansion's dirty. Buy me another one. <laughs> <laughs> this mansion's for James Carey. I'm Jim Carey, so I'm Jim. That's <laughs> my formal mansion. Uh, so, so I guess I, I've not followed this. How can he be sued if he's just reading? publicly released information now is under freedom of information act and discovery of what of who traveled it was the flight logs right who traveled to the island i just think it's sheer intimidation uh, i got you yeah uh the letter by jim carrey's team was obtained by radar online which is the link i sent you and it read as quote your false statements and false impression can cause substantial damage to mr carrey's personal reputation in that they intentionally mislead the public to believe Mr. Carey had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and knowledge of his well-documented crimes and exploits, thus exposing Mr. Carey to public hatred and contempt. I mean, who has the time to hate Jim Carey? Like you're saying, like he hasn't made a movie in a long time. Like I'm not, I think he could get work if he wanted it. He could call somebody up. What is this about? This is yeah, yeah, probably, intimidation. He has a good amount saved up. It's just he's got fuck you money, so... Yeah, really. Like this is it's like okay, like what are you just bored? I don't know. This mm -hmm. seems like more of a oh, hassle maybe. than anything else. <laughs> You're gonna hit bells, I'm gonna hit bells. Yeah. 
<laughs> bells for days. I got Bill uh, Palsy over here. Let's see. We're trying to cancel him for doing nothing. Okay, there's another story below. Okay, this website's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more ads than there are the actual news story, and it rolls right into another story without <laughs> well that's uh, that's why i was trying to archive this stuff to kind of mitigate the ads but it just fucks well, with some a, of the um embed- talking about it you can run that i don't know if it's of interest or not uh, you can just show the tweet there's no reason to be on this website what a, what a yeah. mess Take what a is this tweet. It's, only, it's only a minute so skip pop everyone yeah, everyone go to sweet. pop I can't even run this. This is a screenshot of the video, and it just tricked me. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> nobody Those tell bastards. Curry. Nobody Full tell store. Curry. Yeah. <laughs> fake caller, fake caller. All right. Uh, so yeah, Jim Carrey suing you if you mention his name. Apparently, not sure that will hold up in court, but yeah, intimidation. All right. All right. Um, what else you guys got for for oddball weirdo news out there? Hey, let, let's let do, me, I'll give you something fun. It, 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 play this. This is 90s internet kids. This is fun. Loosen it up. Fun. You get All straight right. into the sex island. We can't do that. <laughs> it's just mad because you weren't invited, Joe. Yeah, well. well. It starts muted. Why? Well, by the time we're in college, the internet will be our telephone, television, shopping center, and workplace. And it's already got more stuff in it than you could possibly imagine. In less than an hour, you can visit the planet Jupiter, take a tour of the Sistine Chapel, do research on the rainforest, get soccer scores for a team in Italy, chat with a friend in Australia, and I even found a recipe for cat food cupcakes. What? It is as much a part of the future as we are. Cat food cupcakes. on the internet? Yes. Isn't that great? What's with that the like a Tim and Eric sub step in the background? Get onto the internet where you can download houses and nuclear codes. I don't think so the remember quality Paul... was that good back then. It, was, it wasn't bad. I mean, look, the video quality. Look at those supers. The text. Wow. Ask how you can get to the internet at your the school internet. or local library. I go to the this local a, public library for the interwebs. I did do that. I remember Netscape, and you would wait and wait and wait, and the little hourglass would turn over and over. And now how we've come so far, and how we have uh, you know, AR, and we have uh, uh, AI, right? So you have uh, augmented reality, and you have... Well, so this is interesting because Pokemon, the game came out not that long ago. I, I in fact, divorced my ex-husband partly because of Pokemon. It was just like it became a problem, almost like drinking becomes a problem when you're dealing with me. It was Pokemon was the problem. So then um, we, we talk about the Internet. We could just go visit Sistine Chapel or you could have Tucker Carlson tell you about Pokemon. This one's really fun. If you want to share this one, Gretchen. I'm kidding. I was in Fort Worth when Pokemon Go dropped, and it was something like out of the apocalypse. It, it, <laughs> to watch it, people wandering around. It was, yeah, I mean, people would be wandering in the middle of busy intersections on their phones, not looking up. It, and Chris, I, Chris, I, I went to the MTSU. 
Where's where's the Hillary drop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was waiting yeah, for it. That. <laughs> I was dragging but my yeah, feet. They, no, do there. People people were literally um getting hit walking, there's, there's walking like through a, intersections a death count the entire people. mtsu campus was just people <laughs> catching pokemons looking at the world through their phone um uh i don't have the i don't have the hillary drop pulled oh I'll dude there it. was uh i mean there's even people rolling around with their convertibles tops popped down blasting the pokemon theme <laughs> finally still, my life has meaning i've got a family so member crazy. who still puts in like six hours a day oh and they're and they're like people who would do meetups like i remember being at a taco place one time and there's like this group just rolls up in the place they don't know where tacos they're just hanging out there and apparently there were some rare pokemon that you could get and they're all some of these people have like multiple devices right so they have Mm -hmm. to catch pokemon it's not enough to have a pokemon on one phone you have to have it on all the different phones so you not only do you collect all the phones but you collect all the pokemon on all the phones like this is a mental disorder I don't know who created Pokemon Go. No. I don't mean to be judgmental. But I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. (laughs) I like how there's this lady behind her that just does the biggest eye roll you've ever seen. Well, that that is undeniable proof that Hillary Clinton will read anything you put on a teleprompter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who created Pokemon Go. The, uh, I don't feel no waste tired. <laughs> Just chilling in Cedar Rapids. All right. Uh, so here's the Tucker Carlson talking about how he plays Pokemon Go, I guess. Is this recent? Yeah. Did you know that in terms of male, human, and female Pokemon breeding, Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon for oh humans? God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell? Oh, my God. Vaporeon are an average of three feet and three inches tall and 63.9 pounds. This means they're large enough to be able to handle human dicks. And with their impressive base stats for HP and access to acid armor, you can be rough with one. Did you know that in terms of male... (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good, right? Oh, geez. You realize this is only going to get worse and worse and worse as, as this technology gets better and better and more and more available. Is it though? Is it gonna get worse, or is it gonna get better? It's gonna get better. I think. It, I think that's pretty good. Wait, can we do a side by side comparison, like a little camera A, camera B, of what? Uh, of of uh, Joe Biden reading the same thing. Guys, did you, know you have that one? I do, but it's all fucked up. Yeah, send me the link. I'll run it on this. Wait, side. hey guys, did you Biden know that in terms of male, human, and female Pokemon breeding, Vaporeon is the most compatible Pokemon for humans? No Not shit. only are they in the field egg group, which is mostly comprised of mammals, Vaporeon are an average of 303 tall and 63.9 pounds. This means they're large enough to be able to handle human dicks. <laughs> did, did, did you see what, uh, well, first of all, I don't know if you guys, this was not a deep fake. Tucker Carlson red-pilled the boomer, his boomer audience about uh, hentai and anime titties. And he put up this. Oh, was, was that with the Canadian teacher? teacher? Yeah. Yeah, and then he puts up this picture. It's it harkens or like it's it's comparable to the Japanese hentai, and he puts this graphic up next to him, just these re- cartoonishly huge Japanese cartoon tits. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I th- I had to I had to watch the actual thing. I thought it was like somebody made a meme, like the Hershey's dick vein or the Snickers dick vein. I was like, no, this is real. It was amazing. But I don't know if you guys saw well, Tucker and- or I mean uh, Jordan Peterson 
crying about deepfakes, saying anybody who does a deceitful deepfake should spend minimum 10 years in prison. Oh, my God. I was like, Jordan Peterson. Something happened I am the lobster. Well, watch out. Jim Carrey will sue you if you put him in a deepfake. Yeah. That one, I figured. All right, Joe, what you got? It would be. It, I just figured it would be fun to like go. I don't want to lean into anything quite heavy just yet because you know I have some. So if we could avoid it, let's try that. All right, you want? I don't more, know. You want to more kind of light stuff here then? Yeah, I was gonna say I have a uh, I have a, a Popeye's quick. chicken story. Yeah, you do. Let's. Where's your <laughs> link here? You sent me earlier. Uh, Augusta woman drives SUV into Popeye's over missing biscuits. Hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna put it up on the screen. That's the way you do it. Is there a new story with this, or is it just a story about this? Uh, I don't think there's a video, but... Uh... Oh, there's pictures. Hey, I wonder if the Augusta Press wants us to subscribe today. So they've got self-ads here. Let's see. Uh, one. And then two. Three. they got three ads on this page for themselves. All right, well, congratulations, guys. All right, so here's, <laughs> here's our story. Augusta woman drives SUV into Popeye's over missing biscuits. Oh, shit. Uh, Popeye's customer is accused of ramming her vehicle into the fast food restaurant because her order didn't have biscuits. Belinda Miller, 50, of Augusta, hence the Augusta News, uh, was charged Wednesday with aggravated assault and criminal damage to the property in the first degree. And this isn't the first time she has rammed a, <laughs> rammed a building with this old vehicle. At Pop. <laughs> At least it was a different Popeye's though. At Popeye's, Miller's fled the <laughs> she fled the scene on Saturday after ramming her black Toyota Rav4 into the Walton Way restaurant, according to a sheriff's report. Manager Jackie Blount said the angry customer drove the SUV into the east entrance of the restaurant, nearly striking an 18-year-old employee. Damn. One witness told deputies that she was waiting in line when Miller told her she better hurry up and get her order because she was coming back in there. Well, well, it's, not, it's not really a, it's not a smash and dash as much as it is a smash and dime it was a uh, I'll be back moment uh, yeah. authority said she corrected the mistake and gave Miller her biscuits but the suspect was still not happy wait so there weren't missing biscuits she got her biscuits <laughs> damn straight got them late. <laughs> wasn't got good them late enough <laughs> too yeah. little too late um, after Miller drove her vehicle through the building that's a better headline she didn't drive it into Popeye's. She drove it through Popeye's. Her vehicle was <laughs> later found it's, at her it, residence. It is a, her legal defense, like her lawyer, her uh, public defender, uh, should say, like, well, it does, it is advertised as a drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she placed a drive-through order at the counter and then came back. <laughs> um, in May 2020, Miller claimed she was drunk and upset when she rammed her car into the side of an apartment building twice. She then drove the 2011 Toyota RAV4. Is it the same RAV4? It's a durable uh, vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, maybe I'll go buy one of these. It's a good vehicle. It's a good ad for Toyota. Uh, drove the 2011 Toyota RAV4 into the side of an apartment building at Forest Brook Apartments. The man she was arguing with tried to cl tried to calm her down after she hit the building the first time. She backed up and struck the building a second time. In 2018, good lord! In 2018, the same woman allegedly pulled. Pulled on the wheel as a man was driving, causing him to run off the road and into a wooded area. She was also charged with punching him as she drove. 
Is this the is this the genesis of the uh, Trump reached over the seat and grabbed the steering wheel from the Secret <laughs> yeah. Service? He was just cribbing from a from another lady. He didn't even get there yeah. originally. He really wanted his his Popeye's biscuits. <laughs> uh, she got probation in both cases, both uh, cases from 2018. To, so this is the third time that she has like some sort of vehicular assault. Well, you know what she got that last time. They got dinner and a show. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> what confuses me is. This happens at restaurants. You go in and they forget something from your order. So she went back to the counter and said, you forgot my biscuits. They apparently gave her the biscuits. She left and then drove her, her car through <laughs> the restaurant. Got the, I mean, got, got the biscuits. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like just the red day. hair is, is so styling. What is that about? She looks like a Reminds, match. That's cultural. You drag her head. It is. I think so. She's stealing ginger <laughs> culture. It is. The Northern Those Europeans people. are upset with her. <laughs> the Nords are smiling down, not smiling down on her this day. She should have used, as I think about it, she should have used the drive-through excuse. She placed her order at the counter, went back out to her vehicle, and then drove up to the counter for her drive-through order. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I would say. Ugh. All right. Well. Um, who's got one more kind of light, light, uh, lighthearted story here? Uh, I do have this, uh, the funny kiss headline. Um, oh, yeah. so everyone, everyone loves kiss. Yeah. Let me get that one sent over here to you on the stream yard. What the hell's Gene Simmons doing now? Actually, it's Paul Stanley. <laughs> Believe oh, it or not. <laughs> no one likes Paul Stanley. <laughs> I heard Peter there Chris is... is not a good drummer. Um, I'd say probably in his prime, Peter Chris could definitely throw down. Uh, you know, he's like fucking 78 now. All almost. And it's he's amazing. No was, he well, touring, so. was, well, was he better than the one armed? Uh, uh, what was that guy's name? The guy uh, from uh, Def Leppard. Is that his name? Rick yeah. Allen, I think. Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. The guy in I the, just in remember the that the Def Leppard drummer had one arm. Mm hmm. I mean, his his rig is cool because he ended up building out a whole series of uh, foot pedals that were MIDI triggers. So he ended up having to like just reteach himself. But um, you know, he from the ground up had to just build himself a drum kit that he could actually play on with just three appendages. Killer. But uh, uh, Peter Chris is always he's almost a decade older than the rest of the band. He was the old one. Uh, but Cretchen, there is a video down <gasps> here at the very bottom that uh, oh, right. I think is worth. It's a little on the long side, but it's it's funny. So the headline here is uh, Paul Stanley on playing with the original Kiss lineup. "Quote: If you saw people on stage who sounded like that, maybe we should be called piss." I think Mike should sue immediately. <laughs> <laughs> piss. I thought it was particularly well. Actually, let me let me make a note of that. So. In in the OBDM world, uh, there's a lot of a lot of piss talk, which comes from the old um, the Tourette's guy meme from the early ninety early early two thousands late nineties. Mm -hmm. um, but then somebody somebody made a comment several years ago about that uh, OBDM should be the piss army instead of the kiss army. So there's a lot of artwork based on the kiss army artwork. So that's where that was the genesis of that. So now we've got it coming full circle and kiss coming around saying that. Uh, or Paul Stanley coming around saying that Kiss should be called Piss. <laughs> Here is the 
good. Here's the videos. Is this from Howard Stern? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is this new? Because Howard Stern still doesn't leave his house. Oh, yeah. It's new. The, I've got another video oh, here. We can talk video. about the uh, <laughs> the final, final, final end of the road shows. But uh... yeah. all, I always know that when bands announce their like their uh, their final tour, then invariably there's another one. So. All right, oh, here's yeah, the. It's like how Brett Brett Favre retired like seven times, seventeen times. Yeah. yeah. Um, here is uh, Howard Stern hiding in his house um, using binoculars and plastic tubes to talk to people. I thought it was particularly hurtful that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, did not have the two gentlemen sitting here next to you uh, when you guys were inducted. When they when they didn't have you to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that had to hurt because you have been in the band 20 years. It's sort of absurd, that logic. Yeah, but we were there uh, supporting the whole, you know, KISS as an entity. We, you know, we were there and pr- very proud and it would have been nice to be inducted too, but it just didn't work that way that time and, uh, you know, just roll with it. And the yeah. hypocrisy is that we're not a band they like. They purposely kept us out for 15 years. And other bands that they embrace, they they induct people's moms and songwriters and all these people. <laughs> and with us, it truly was unfair. Why didn't you play at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why not go up and do a performance? What was your thinking Because there? you've never made a good song. You too much pride <laughs> in this lineup, which is KISS. And has been kissed for twenty years. It's not newcomers. It's Gene Simmons is it's, this is the he band. looks like it. Stadiums <laughs> of South America next month. We were there five months ago. We were in Japan. No, he's blinking. He's alive. This is the band that has carried the flag and taken it really to another level. This is the band I always dream. Be with three chicks right now. Gene Simmons things. Stage, uh, they were demanding. Quite honestly, <laughs> Did I leave the stove played, on. With the two <laughs> guys, Peter and Ace. I'm pretty sure the garage door And is open. at this point, I used to shower with Carmen Electra, and now I'm doing this. To the band. It's share. And also would give some people confusion because if you saw he, people on stage, Gene Simmons there, I'm going to back this up. Like Gene this, Simmons is deep like in, in thought, almost as if to go. he is trying to like squeeze out a fart and he's not sure if it's a fart or a shit coming. <laughs> uh, they were demanding. When like, I go to the full shot here, where is it? This one. And also would give some people he's got a power stance. He's just like you saw people I don't, I don't on stage know, make it. who looked like Kiss. Not well, there we go. Here we go. Maybe we should be called Piss. Band and also would give some people confusion because if you saw people on stage who looked like Kiss but sounded like that, maybe we should be called Piss. <laughs> right. <laughs> it bears noting we we've, we've been all over the world through decades with this present lineup. It bears noting I've never seen a single banner or sign that mentions any other lineup. Uh, right. Tommy, Tommy, oh, okay. Tommy, Tommy. That's me backstage going, Tommy. When Eric <laughs> takes a solo, Eric, Eric, they're pumping their fists. It's legitimate. Nobody is. Nobody is in, is in Kiss and doing it by the numbers. Yeah, okay. I gotta say the, the the four of them all sitting there, both all four of them individually look more like Howard Stern than Howard Stern does. Dude, they they end up playing Detroit Rock City on this one. They fuck it up. Paul Stanley is playing the wrong notes, and that super easy. Dun-na, na-na, dun-na, na-na, na-na. You can't get it right. It's Fucking only a simple <laughs> song they wrote forty years ago. Why would he get it right? Stop while you're behind, boys. <laughs> 
You <laughs> one of the best. You got the best. The hottest band in the world. Yeah. Ah, but, you may have heard this uh, song in the opening credits of the hit movie Paul Blart Mall Cop. Piss coming from my ass. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> Gene Simmons did not look pleased to be there. That that clearly was like contractual or something. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Booski in the chat says, says the guy looking like Gene Simmons. No, oh, I um, look like Gene Simmons. I yeah, wait, is that, um, is that a, a Chris or is that the Gene Simmons imposter we had on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. on the video there? Cause it, it really looked like they hired out like, um, you know, a, a cover band. <laughs> They're like, Hey, go on Howard Stern. He's not even there. <laughs> they got like four Walmart or they got four mall Santas and just got, <laughs> got them. <up> there. <laughs> well, those guys, I mean, Based on their draft, well, I mean, some of them are, it's, it's clear, but I mean, they've already swapped out people enough times, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, except for what Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are the only two that have been there the entire time. Is that correct? Yes. Um, but they could just dress up anybody as that. So, well, I mean, even during the seventies, they were kiss destroyer. They had, uh, uh, musicians standing in for both ACE and Peter on drums and guitar. Uh, maybe not the drums, but. If you go back and read through all the biographies, they had to teach Peter Chris how to play the drums because he was he couldn't keep a simple two, maybe four beat. Um, so, I mean, in all of the albums, uh, all the way up through Dynasty, Unmasked, it's all different musicians on there, studio musicians, Bob mm -hmm. Kulik, um, guys like well, that. You see that on any studio album where you have a, a, a touring lineup of, of, you know, four or five main members with with backing musicians behind them. Um but studio, I mean, you've got, you know, completely oh, different people on there. Green Day is a perfect example of this. There's like seven people in Green Day now. <laughs> 248 people in Green Day. <laughs> seven billion, million, jillion. You, you every, think you every think power more, is, is the more is people power. are in Green Day, the less you hear from them. That's a nice ratio. <laughs> you <laughs> add people to the band and then you hear less of them. I, I can't remember the last time I've heard of Green Day other than you mentioning this. They did the new theme song for uh, Real Time with Bill Maher for this season, which oh. was very repetitive. And, and that, uh, Is that what they've come to? They're just taking gigs like that? Yeah, I guess so. They're sellouts now, you know. It, it was pretty pretty people. Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it selling out or buying in, man? <laughs> they have a Broadway show. They've sold out. Oh, God. Green Day, Day really? is the worst part. That's oh, right. Dude. Green Day wrote a Broadway show called American Idiot, and it was uh, debuted in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where Green Day is from. And it was debuted, I want to say, back in like the late 2000s, 2009. Oh, you're right. 2009. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I am way out of date on my Green Day news. Um, <laughs> we should have done a Broadway musical called, called Canadian Idiot. Just Starting to, right now, yeah. this entire podcast is switching to all Green Day news all the time. <laughs> I like What's it. today? Green Day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is Green Day if you try hard It's Green Day on this podcast, the Green Day whatever something. Yeah, trying to find the Green Day Packers. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, I toured with a guy that uh, was the video tech for the uh, – eastern hemisphere tour so he, i think he took it through like korea and uh, uh australia i believe he was on tour with the broadway american idiot uh, i'm trying to find actual footage of this but there seems to be no actual video footage of the oh no it's a broadway it's a real broadway show they don't leak uh, footage of broadway well shows. There's, there's a tony there's a, there's a 2010 tony awards you want that 
Uh, well, never, but yes. And no one wants that, actually. Do I get a choice? <laughs> I just the tone is. like, no, they're just talking. This is not helpful. Is there any so, music in this musical place? My honor. Okay, never mind. It just is terrible. I'm not even going to put that up on screen. It's just Broadway I mean, versions of uh, Green Day songs. It's, yes, it's, it's, it's just no Back to the Future musical. We'll say that. Not not quite the Back to the yeah, Future Yeah, I wanted a reimagining of like Green Day or someone telling a story of a young up-and-coming musician based around the songs of Green Day or something, but with their own unique, you know, new original music. But instead, it's just, here's all the songs you already know, and we're going to just like jumble together a couple of, of scenes to fit them to you know just terrible and i'm pretty sure it's rooted around an lgbtq plus friendly plot if you know what i mean the well, two main leads so it's like okay cool another uh, uh, one of these crutch do you want to try that one i just dropped in the stream yard it's a 47 second broadway preview if, of green date no <laughs> literally <laughs> if that's what it is no oh you miss in it because I, I found their Tony, the, the one from the, the Tonys, and it would, looks it just, yes, yeah, terrible. So. <laughs> I was expecting like a fully, like, you know, the Sharks and the Jets come out to do a dance fight to like orchestral versions of Green Day songs. But that's no. a much better idea. That would be much better. What the yeah. hell? Oh, right. dude, there's, You're, there's uh, Green, Green Day, Day on ice. And by ice, I mean meth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds almost like y'all remember nice. when uh, I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned on the show Terminator the musical. That can be what? fun. Was this, like a year and a half ago, I saw Terminator the Musical. I thought you went to see was... Back to the Future the Musical. Well, it started. Me no, there is a Back to the Future the Musical, um, but I think that made it like sort of big, big. This is Terminator the Musical. It was with a uh, improv group in Austin, and oh, it was. I mean, I think I saw Bon Iver that same weekend, and if I had to do it again, I'd see Terminator the Musical again. It was hilarious. <laughs> It was super hilarious. Was it directed it really by James well Cameron? No, it was directed of... by the improv group. I don't All know. The I, they, it was like they so they did it. The first time they did it was right before COVID, and it was super successful. And then they shut down everything in Austin because they're a bunch of pussies. And then they brought it back right after. Is right after I back, got back from Mexico, and I was like, why? In the, I wanted to like you all should take this on the road, like take it all over the place. It sounded pretty good. Greedy the musical. I don't think you could pay me enough to go to this. That sounds so stupid. I saw a local production, or not super local, but you know, within an hour away of, of Evil Dead the musical. Oh, nice! And the ticket that came with fun. a six pack of Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> in cans, and you got a T-shirt. And you were, if you were in the front half of the audience, you were in the splash zone. They sprayed so much fake blood out into that crowd throughout the show. Oh, I thought you were say from all the Paps. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> They use the paths to clean it up. I did spill I've, a beer at least once. I do want to do that show really bad. I've not worked that one. It's on my list. Evil Dead musical. There's a Meatloaf musical, yeah. uh, Bad Out of Hell. That the tour for that one went out for. Actually, I don't even think they cleared the opening city. They were they had sat down for uh, four weeks, and they had to shut down <laughs> before they even moved. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. There's Tina the musical that one's out. Fuck man, uh, that's so they they migrated from making musicals of movies and taking uh, musicians and and turning them into musicals now. It's the trend. We should make a musical. This is the this should be the conclusion of this conversation. Is we, oh. we all of us need to collectively make a musical. 
I don't think anybody's done RoboCop. RoboCop the musical. <laughs> I do. I, I was working on a musical there for a while. Of RoboCop? Uh, no, it's uh, oh. kind of a parody of uh, Avengers. Called RoboCop? Called the, uh, <laughs> the re- <laughs> called the Relievers. I'm going to call it the Relievers. Oh, I saw that one. Is it about pitchers or about um, uh, people, have, people having trouble getting to the bathroom? Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> getting quick handy. Yeah, you know, it takes place alternate reality. And all the conspiracies came true, except nobody gave a fuck. And they just make movies about them now. But they, uh, after the 10-year anniversary of Saturn Studios, the big Disney conglomerate in this universe, they decide to take their movies on the road and do a traveling live show. And they end up bringing the audience on stage and uh, ritualistically, psychologically abuse them and turn them into superheroes like Jesus Christ, John Carpenter, and uh, Chainsaw chainsaw thursday and they go and fight all these bad guys like octopi wall street queen e lizard beth you know but folks octopi like that wall street. yeah it's great. giant octopus pu- uh, puppet comes out and they gotta fight him that sounds great uh we have a comment from the chat from catastrophe 87 wondering is there a bigfoot the musical Has oh be. there you go i think i think we're, we're ripe for some cryptid musicals i think we should that, do a punk rock appropriate a punk rock cryptid musical. What is punk? I guess Jesus. this is something that is uh, anti-establishment. You're doing things a little bit more DIY. It'd be great. I think we should do Penis Man the musical. Penis Man. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to call it We Are All Penis Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am Penis Man. No, I am Penis Man. There's a Penis uh, Man inside of us all. <laughs> oh, God. Or at least a penis. Uh, One can only I do have... I Inside have one more. <laughs> I have an ABC News story that I thought was newer than it is. It's kind of old, but you can still run like the first minute, uh, you know, two or three minutes of that if you want, Gretchen. Uh, um, is this the one about the hippos? Which one is it? Oh, I see it. No, it's the one. Uh, it's the one about the plus size model. How? Um, I came across it like a couple days ago, but oh, I thought oh, it was. Oh, oh. I, thought, I realized it was old like uh, this morning. So, like, right like three I years old or like 15. 15- Five years. Oh, okay, five yeah, years no, old. yeah. It's it's funny though, but yeah, don't five year olds. That's that's a Biden thing. We don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. We're not politicians here. Look at your child. <laughs> I don't have any of those. Those are all on the other. All right. Um. Well, Joe, you you want to you want to uh, take us to a deep dark place and get us all angry and upset? Yeah, let's get angry and upset. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, I got plenty of stuff. Um, we need a this one. I don't want to think about. Yeah, tra- transition yeah, us to uh, out of out of the the crappy news segment here. Gotcha. Welcome. Oh, that's fun. Oh wait, we got to wait for this ad to play. <laughs> oh, you're not on the ad free thing. So there's that well, like, timer. Half, should... half the time it blocks the uh, the, the actual the, um, videos from playing. So this news story if brought you to you on by Penis Man, the, the musical. The 38, that's where it's set to time. Yeah, start, and it's starting at 38. Sort of a, yeah, the, I mean, it doesn't ever start at 38. It's just some YouTube code thing, but whatever. No, it, it works. I know, but it doesn't start at... Oh, I guess it does start at 38. That's okay. 38. That's what that means. That's what the time code oh, means. Oh, I thought it used to be some other goddamn thing. Okay, fine. Whatever. It is. Here we go. This is uh, <laughs> breaking points sitting on chairs that are too high. Oh, he, wait. Is he in a, did they build a new studio or is he at home? No, this is this is because this is breaking news, and I hate talking about stuff like this. But 
you know, we it's been kind of, it's like this sort of Damocles that we've all been talking about or hearing about in the financial system. So here's like, we had FTX, which was clearly a Ponzi scheme. But if you remember when we had that Ponzi scheme with Madoff, like that was sort of the first straw before the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what I mean? Like Madoff happened and then everything came toppling down. Well, you had Lehman Brothers too. And it's a similar situation. I'm all just right, saying one, that was all at the right. That was all at the same time. It's like the one once the first dominoes started to fall. So I don't mean to put a scare into everybody, but I do think it's worth looking at because that's how these criminals suck up all the capital. All right. Back and explain. First of all, this is going to be a huge test for the Dodd Frank bill, for the stress test, for all of the you know so called contingencies that regulators put into place after the latest financial crisis. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering what the hell is going on. Why is this bank even failing? All right, so let's take a step back. Bloomberg actually did a pretty good job. Let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen. Number one. What is the Silicon Valley Bank? So Silicon Valley Bank, as I said, it's a big deal in the U.S. technology scene. It's a publicly traded bank, which is specifically focused on serving Silicon Valley and the tech startups. It does business, quote, with nearly half of all U.S. venture capital-backed startups, 44% of U.S. venture-backed tech and healthcare companies that went public just last year. It lists people like Shopify, Andreessen Horowitz, CrowdStrike, some of the biggest names in the tech industry as his clients. So what the hell is going on? Okay, so the bank, it's based out of uh, Santa Clara, California. It announced yesterday- What the heck's going on around here? $21 billion of securities from its portfolio and said that it had $2.25 billion share sale to shore up its finances. That was prompted by the highest deposit outflow at the bank because- Obviously, there's a huge downturn right now in the startup industry. So what happened? That unnerved a bunch of people who had a bunch of money inside the bank, including Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, Kotu Management, Union Square Ventures, some of the biggest names in the tech industry. They instructed their portfolio businesses to limit exposure and pull their cash from the bank. So that is what initially started the actual bank run that happened here. Now, as Bloomberg explains, quote, is it an isolated incident? Well, all U.S. lenders parked a chunk of their money in treasuries and other bonds that dropped in value last year because of the rapid rate hikes. But Silicon Valley Bank actually took it to a different level. Its investment portfolio went for treasuries up to 57% of its total assets. There is not a single other major bank in the United States that went above 42%. So their exposure to higher rates made it much more difficult. Quote, while higher rates have made all banks fret about depositors going elsewhere, most lenders have broad customer bases spread amongst individuals and companies. But Silicon Valley Bank specifically grew Brank. because of its focus on tech startups. So when you exposure to a highly exposed industry and you're almost 100% the banker for that entire industry, well, that has what's caused the failure here and the bank run. And now I cannot believe I'm sitting here watching a major U.S. bank in receivership in the in the year 2023. It's absolutely completely crazy. So is it okay. the other thing there you go. is yeah. that. Right. Sure, so have you, have you all heard about this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen videos of uh, the bank runs in Silicon Valley. People lined up around the block. That's yeah. Mary Poppins all over the ATM. 
uh, at the banks. I, I'm trying to find the uh, the footage here, but uh, I did see that earlier. It was like a classic old. Uh, what was the movie? It's a Wonderful Life. A classic. Yeah. People just lining up around the banking alone. Every and time they didn't marry Poppins too. Those two little kids cause a business. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One Poppins, at a time, those two little kids cause a run Come on. on. The <laughs> All right, uh, Joe. What's next here? Did you? So the next one in there is it's similar to what happened in the previous financial crisis. Here's a dick face on MSNBC. What's his name? <laughs> Jim Cramer. Dick face. Dick face. Oh, the so great has, genius. As soon as you said that, because we're talking financial, as soon as you had dick face on MSNBC, I knew exactly what you meant. Actually, I think it's CNBC, but yeah. Um, let me see if I can get this to clean up to show up. Oh, somebody re-encoded this video. It looks terrible, but okay. Uh, do this and this. Best performer year to date is SVB Financial, don't you want? This company's a merchant bank with a deposit base that Wall Street had been mistakenly concerned about. SVB is the old Silicon Valley Bank. Recently bought one of our favorite research firms, ah, and it's become less dependent drunk? on private equity and venture capitalism. Yes, offer. it sounds like <laughs> Those dried up last year, they could come back. Yes, some of them come back here with the stock directly affects an oversold position. Stock was the fourth worst performer in 2022. I think the fears were not justified. It's a very compelling situation. Hey, by the way, long-term private equity and venture capital, they're not going away. Being the banker to these invest, immense pools of capital. That's either been a very drunk good or Xanax, one of the two. Mm. Now, you have to remember that a stock that falls 66%, like SVB did last year, it takes it a lot more to recover. After losing two-thirds of your value, you need a 200% gain to get back to even. This is arithmetic. Some people call it geometry. So you could argue SVB's new 40% value is barely a drop in the bucket. And that's how I want you to think it. I think it's also a good example of why these that's how I want you to think it. far from over. These stocks that have more room to run, especially if you think they were driven down to artificially low levels, by tax loss selling, artificial dumping, like we saw in so that was insane. The, the, yeah, the <laughs> long so- and short of it, y'all are talking the hell over him. What he's saying is, yes, he sounds drunk as shit, but essentially it's the same as Lehman Brothers. Basically, don't nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. What do you? What, what the hell's wrong with you people? Don't you know I'm Jim Cramer and I'm fucking hammered? Well, and it wasn't just like a month ago he was he was talking up SVB as another one that's good to invest in, which is the same thing that's he did with saying. Lehman. Yeah, this is Silicon Valley Bank. He's saying it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that, that He's talking up a bank that fails like shortly after. Same with Lehman Brothers. Was what, so he's the hype man for, for, uh, for uh, I don't know if you call it a pump and dump, but basically this thing's tanking. They need to get, they, I got him in to come in there and hype it back up. Well, you're, you get into something that leads me to the next clip. Oh, there nice. I used to watch a lot of Max Kaiser back when I was first red pilled, and this is like 2008, nine ish. And I was watching Russia Today. Oh my God. But Max Kaiser was on there with Stacy, and he was huge into Bitcoin, and I was getting into Bitcoin then. I put 70 bucks in, and I ended up with like 900 now. So, and I bought shit. I bought monitors. I bought all kinds of shit with Bitcoin. So I spent the $70 that I put in on Hell real yeah. stuff. So it is money. But so he was one of those people who got me into it. And uh, here he I don't know if this is recent or not, but I thought that this was interesting because you talk about Jim Cramer and he's sort of like the salesman for failing businesses. But uh, we had Max Kaiser with Tucker 
and it's I, th- I found this to be like i don't know like i said if this is recent or not but it fits along with what's happening perfectly uh this is five, five minutes let me just run it until until you say stop just run the first part of it you'll be fine and everybody shut up including me that's fine you so i want to ask you to pause there and i i want to play you a montage that we put together that i I watch even in my spare time because it's just it, this needs to be recorded somehow on the blockchain so it's never lost. <laughs> this is the response to Sam Bankman-Fried, who I think before I play this, we would both agree was like a transparent fraud, like obvious, right? Yes. Right. So no normal person other than, I guess, Sequoia would ever give money to a guy who plays video games during interviews, right? <laughs> but here's how he was treated by the U.S. media, financial media. They call him the J.P. Morgan of crypto, Right. Right. Yeah, the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. <laughs> so why should you care about a happy-haired, vegan, fidget-spinning crypto billionaire who occasionally sleeps on a beanbag chair? During the so-called crypto winter, the 30-year-old CEO has been referred to as crypto's white knight. J.P. Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX. Is he the Jay Gould of our era or is he the J.P. Morgan of our era? I think it's yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. Is he, is he Vanderbilt? He could be. Yeah. Is he Harriman? Possibly. Is he the Credit Mobile scandal? Is he Carnegie? If he gives a lot of libraries, he is. We spend all our time in my world making fun of the political press because it's so inept and partisan. But it, the financial press, which you've dealt with your whole life. I mean, what is that? It's the worst. The financial press is much worse. It's uh, <laughs> so sad. It be, and, and not only that, but it's openly telegraphing to the other, to the financial community, the frauds that they're conducting, how the frauds are doing, and how you can participate in those frauds. Like the Financial Times is essentially a, a Bible on committing financial fraud. The Wall Street Journal is essentially the playbook on how to commit financial fraud. Um, the typical financial media at CNBC really talk about fraud. There's nothing inherently... Uh, with any integrity whatsoever in these financial markets. Uh, But to your point, with the coverage of Sam Bankman-Fried, here you have a situation where this is, by the way, Sam, uh, his company, FTX, was launched the same day as as Biden launched his presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that, but it was uh, a bit of a coincidence there. So so I I didn't know that. And And so that would have been... That's that's really all I wanted to get to. That... Isn't that crazy though? It's and I think that Max Kaiser makes a really interesting point, which is they, and it is. It's like they talk about the CFR, like they go to the World Economic Forum. They literally just tell you, like, we're gonna make people eat bugs, and the planet is too overpopulated, and all this other shit. They like they just say it. Yep. Eat it. But <laughs> bugs are bugs are good for you. They got protein. The protein. That's right. Millions they of people over the world eat bugs, Joe. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I, I just found like th- that was very interesting. And there's one last one if you wanted to do that. I've got some Senate testimony. Oh, I do want to point out that Max Kaiser there is wearing, he's got a little Bitcoin pin on his. I account. want that pin. That pin was badass. <laughs> he probably bought that with his Bitcoin. I hope so. <laughs> it's made uh, of Bitcoin. All right. You said, so you want the, this, this one, just run it till about 120. Is that what you mean? Or you mean start at 120? No, 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 no. That was what I was saying from the one you played was that it started oh. at 120. But this next one is just one I just found, which uh, bank runs return. Peter St. Ong. Probably heard about whatever. Let me move this stuff around. Come on, play it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm working on it, Mike. Give me a second here. 
This isn't as easy as it sounds. Pound oh, me boy. off. No. <laughs> hey, guys. So you've probably heard about this Silicon Valley bank going under. And now there's speculation whether the FDIC is going to step in and bail them out. And also whether there's going to be spreading contagion to the banking system. So just very briefly, what happened here is that normally a bank has your deposits and those deposits from the bank's perspective are debt, okay? And then the bank also has loans that it put out. So in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, and these are rough numbers just to kind of give a picture. So in their case, they had something like 210 billion in deposits and then they had more than that in loans. So something like 230, all right? That would then give something like a $20 billion gap. Now that gap is called their equity, okay? So if they had 230 in loans out, okay, in other words, in assets, and only 210 in deposits, then that 20 billion, you divide that by the 210 and they'd have something like a 9% uh, equity ratio. So you would say, okay, good, they're in business, they're worth more than their debts. Now what happened is that a lot of their holdings were in long government bonds, meaning government bonds that go like 20 years. And over the past year, those government bonds have lost value, okay, because interest rates have come up so quickly. So what that meant is that rather than being at, you know, 230 billion in assets and something like uh, 210 in deposits, the assets came down. So now there's something like 200 billion. All right, so at that point, they are bankrupt. They're out of business. Now, what happened or what, what the sort of, uh, you know, bank champions are trying to push is they wanted the government to step in and essentially rehouse Silicon Valley Bank by passing it over to one of the major banks on Wall Street. And so that's the big contention. That's what the, the Wall Street banks uh, presumably would have preferred. They could have picked up this, you know, reckless bank for a song. But in fact, now a lot of people are worried that the government missed their chance to do that and that at this point, there's going to be more contagion. Now, the question I think for a lot of people at this point is, is this going to spread, right? Is this going to bring down the I think that's bank? probably good is enough because that's where we left it on Friday. So I just find it to be interesting. And I don't know, do you all have any insight as to what's happening financially? I don't know how close anybody is approximately to financial you know that kind of work like stocks or anything like that but it does feel like i mean i've been hearing it forever and sometimes it just never comes but it's like we're due for a reset right and the great reset they've been pushing on it pushing on it forever like is this the beginning are this are these the first dominoes they keep uh, lowering the the amount that you need in reserves i, I like the way he puts it with with reserves and, and all that but the problem is, is you don't need reserves anymore. They've they've lowered it to essentially zero percent. You can you can loan and loan and loan, and you don't need to back it up with anything. And so when you do have a situation where people come to collect, you have nothing to give. All the banks are are essentially living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, and uh, it's a fragile system. They're very, a lot very like fragile. us. <laughs> and yeah. Silicon Valley itself is is all built on funny money. It's all built on VC corporate money, wherever the corporations go. That's where the money goes. Funny it's not money. people. Is that why they call it Silicon Valley? Hey, these Pokemon aren't worth anything. I've got two phones with a thousand Pokemon on each. 
you well, know, this, what you? if you look historically, this sort of thing happens about every 10 years. So we had the uh, the dot-com bubble in the late 90s into early 2000. We had the, the quote-unquote Great Recession in 2008, 9, 10. Uh, we were due mm-hmm. for another one, but hey, COVID, and we just cranked out money to make that go away, and now it's just going to get worse, as you're seeing yeah. housing inflated. You see... Um, them uh, crashing interest rates to nothing and then slowly bringing them up to try to try to offset inflation. But now everything's 25 or 30 percent more across the board than it was even a year ago. So I suspect the, the, the real question that will be on this one is, is this the first domino to fall or is this an outlier? But it's, it is going to happen at some point. You're going to get a bunch of big banks go down and take out a lot of stuff with it. Um, so, you know, stack your guns and ammo, people. <laughs> it's it did it seemed like the covid thing was just a can kicking which i'm surprised they did because it would have been even better for donald trump you know to have that whole thing come apart while he was in but i mean who knows i don't understand why they wouldn't have just let it happen but you're right i think you delay it longer and you know that cancer gets a lot harder to kill uh, you know i just i really see it as this is another proud feather in the cap for the people that own the keys to the cheese box and since they got the keys they're going to do whatever they please with that cheese right <laughs> uh let me bring Barry, up this. uh hit he he hit the bong he did a uh, <laughs> uh he did a gravity bong before he look got at me on. look at me i am the gravity bong <laughs> put your lips on this and sock so this is uh shared in, just shared in the discord momentarily or momentarily oh, by, by, by jick so this is um I'm showing the historically, so we're going back 20 years here. You can see what we're what we're looking at. This is the Case Shiller Home in, Home Price Index. Um, don't buy a house right now, people. If you're thinking about buying a house or buying land or whatever, wait. Just you know, keep stacking your cash. But uh, you're going to be able to get stuff for a song. If you, if you thought 2012 was a good time, and I remember refinancing then, but you thought 2012 was a good time to refinance. Woo boy, it's coming. Hmm. I like how in 2019 it was about to do that and then COVID hit and then Mm -hmm. housing rocketed from there. Mm -hmm. If you guys felt this way, but in 2019, I felt like we were in a recession and everybody was hurting and everybody was trying to get a house and couldn't get one. And then COVID hit and it got even worse. Yeah. Lockdowns, I should say. Well, that's some fun news. Anyway, so (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll, I'll stop with this. This is talk about telegraphing Rob Schneider, you know, and we talk a lot about on the show. You can do it. (laughs) How the uh, the leftists are really the globalist party. I won't play any of the clips unless we want to get around to it later. But you had Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger on uh, Capitol Hill testifying this week. And it was a total clown show because the Democrats are so stupid. They have no idea what's going on. They don't know what the Internet is. We can play those clips if you want. But the the idea being that the actual anti-establishment voices are the ones who have been canceled, pushed out of polite society. Obviously, the these, you know, NPC characters who think that they're fighting and resistance party, they are so not and they're not funny. I was trying to find some comedians that we could maybe we can dig something up from. You know, per, you know, like the Amy Schumer's of the world, the people who are accepted. But Rob Schneider is not one of those people who is accepted. And this is partly why he's he's among several and Joe Rogan included. But he I thought this was funny because he's, he's telegraphing and he's talking about telegraphing and he gets into one of our favorite friends, Bill Gates. All right. Bring this one up. And then we have another crazy billionaire, Bill Gates. 
says too many of us. His thing by 2030 is to depopulate the planet. And I, and I was wondering, like, are we part of the population that he wants to de? <laughs> depopulate? This is too many of us. This is too, and, this, and he says it. And people go, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. This is a conspiracy theory. He said it. You can go on YouTube. He said, Bill, Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton's me. Bill Gates. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Epstein's Island for a second. <laughs> so Bill Gates, you go and see on YouTube. He says one of the goals by 2030s is, is to lower the population of the planet. And one of the ways to do that is using vaccines. It's like, what? People go, no. That's a conspiracy theory. So he said it. You can go see. He said, yeah, but it's a conspiracy theory to think, you know, he meant what he said. He says, what? Good question. He, said it. he meant it. He's doing it. And it's working. And people go, nah, it's a conspiracy theory. What? That's like if Bill Cosby said, listen. If you drink this, I am going to f you. <laughs> and people are like, nah, you're not. <laughs> no, if you drink this, I will be in every one of your orifices by morning. <laughs> you will wake up with my dick in your ear, I promise 18 you. inches thick. Ah, you're just being funny, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Damn, base, so that's, what, base that's what I mean. It's like male gigolo, base. right? I mean, this is where the fun the fun is being had with whatever is anti globalist. You can call it right wing, you can call it white nationalist, you can call it whatever the hell you want. Whatever is happening where I orbit and where a lot of our listeners orbit, we're having fun. We're listening to people like that, and it's funny and it's true. And I think that that's partly why I mean, that's mostly why it's funny. But when you listen to these liars, you know. Maybe we should play some of the congressional hearings just because they're so full of shit. But when you listen to them, it's like, I don't even want to be in this world. Like, we cannot share a world, which is why when Marjorie Taylor Greene talks about national divorce, which is not a new thing, she just mentioned it. And so it's become like a huge deal. But it's been a conversation in the libertarian world for a long time. It's like, yeah. We don't want to live around people who are basically Stasi, who like everybody's a racist white nationalist. And it's not just white people who don't want to be around you. Lots of people don't want to be around you. You're here. I don't know. That Rob Schneider video <laughs> was pretty fucking racist, though. Oh, yeah. Bigoted. His Anything Twitter, totally bigoted. Well, and, and it comes with the fact check. The, there's the fact check underneath that. In Sorry, go ahead, Joe. I was just going to say that the fact check underneath there is the same fact check that says that Bill Gates didn't say he wanted to lower the population oh, with vaccines that we played. Yeah, because we played this a uh, hundred <laughs> times on the show. <laughs> Great. This is uh, in, in, in reviewed by independent fact checkers. Oh, great. And remember, the independent fact favorite. checkers are all Snopes. They're paid for by basically Democratic Party operatives, and they're generally speaking some dude. Who has no expertise on anything? But yeah, they—they're all these fact checks. They're they, cat people. Yeah, like partly we false. I've never seen have partly to, false. We have to pause here for a second and acknowledge that they do put the work in. It's tough to find all those facts. Okay. Uh, uh Mr. Stasilicious in the chat. It's not factcheck.gov. It's factcheckgov.com. <laughs> Got to go to the right fact check site. <laughs> Dot biz. Is it really? <laughs> Dot org. 
factcheck.net. <laughs> yeah. Dot show. Oh, factcheck. This would be a good stream name, factcheck.fm. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, the reason I brought it up is because factcheckgov.com goes to OBDM. Oh, hey, okay. uh, by the way, when, Joe, when I click this partly false information, it just has failed to load. So, oh, that's <laughs> where's, where's, where's my false information? They're not sending their best. Yeah, because we're doing, just get it on there. We'll, no one's going to look at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Actually, and I'm curious because Section 230 of uh, whatever the Communications Decency or whatever act thing. They're saying this is false information. They're leaving it up, but they're saying it's false probably to like cover their own ass. But who, who's actually like starting a Rob Schneider comedy clip and going, uh oh, this says false. I'm yeah. not going to watch the rest of this. Exactly. Well, I mean, who's, to be honest, I, I, who's starting a Rob Schneider comedy clip, period? But I mean, I love Rob Schneider's take there, but I mean, he is like the weak link of the Adam Sandler movie franchise, which is already a weak link in itself, right? Am I wrong? About that? <laughs> well, I, the weakest I, I, of the weak. I think the other part is is that what's weaker is your fact checking comedians. Again, these are not fun people. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to you want to party check. with. You know, yeah, right. So yeah, Amy definitely... Schumer talks about how much her vagina smells. Fact check. I don't know if it smells <laughs> that bad. It definitely smells bad. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of uh, Amy Schumer, I, I worked one of her comedy shows down at uh, Casino here in the Minneapolis and. It was fucking hot ass summer wet night, and she's just up, she's up there sweating her ass she's off. She's sweltering. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's on uh, one of the uh, reservation lands, so she was couldn't help herself from cracking jokes about being hated so much that there's tomahawks coming from off stage just whacking her. <laughs> yeah, pretty anti Native American. Hilarious. No, <laughs> that sounds like a rip roaring good time. We'll go to go that one. Hey, Imagine um, you're at the casino, minding your own business, hitting the slots, and there's Amy Schumer ruining your whole night. Oh, God. There's a, there's Amy Schumer with the fucking uh, tomahawk sticking out of the side of her head. Now, In a pool if her uncle lie. Chuck Schumer showed up, that'd be kind of fun. You Joe, you know Amy Chuck. Schumer and Chuck Schumer are cousins, right? Yeah, I know they're related. I can never figure out if it's yeah. cousins Second or cousins. uncle and Second cousins. Or... Yeah. Neat like George Bush and John Kerry, second cousins. Yeah, like um, George Bush and Obama, seventh cousins or something. Cheney and Obama. Mm-hmm. Joe, this clip is eight seconds long. Is that the right one? How long? Eight. Which one? Was that the Greenwald one? <laughs> Joe's hack. I'm yeah. native and I hate that bitch. Thank you, it's Joe. The, um, yeah, it's, oh, it's the, well, I just want to try and look at the know, right one here. <laughs> um, there's a billion of these. Um, let me see if I can find... Well, is, I was I, just going to play one of these. Is the short little hit here from, from Congress, right? Yeah, let's see what it is, because I've got a million of these. But this is just to right. put, like, if we wanted a sample of how stupid these fucking people are. Okay. Oh, I saw this. This is great. You yourself posted on your, your um, I guess it's kind of like a web page. I don't quite understand what Substack is, but. Oh, my God. You yourself- oh, that's bad. It's it's a series of tubes, is what it is. Substack is that when you put roast beef and turkey on the same submarine sandwich, <laughs> and then they stack it up. Yeah. I mean, I can I can save all this. We there's a there's a shitload of these I've got. I I I don't know if we want to open up phone lines or get into other stuff, but I have a shitload of these fucking you know 
whether they're Democrats or Republicans, if they were saying shit this stupid, I would still. And they're trying to go after Taibbi and all these guys for being like white nationalists. And they're both out there saying like, yeah, I voted for Bernie. And the other guy's like, yeah, I've been a lifelong like socialist. So they're trying to like paint them. You know, they're just doing the thing. Like anyway, I donated to your campaign, lady. Dude, they're the, not the, on the establishment has always been behind the uh, curve. This is I don't remember what year this is from. Uh, sorry, it keeps jumping my channels back and forth. I don't know why. Uh, anyways, this comes from a news broadcast. Can you explain what internet is? They've never known. They've never known what the goddamn internet is. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that Katie Couric? Uh, no. There was one was... for she was famously asking about what is the internet. It was in the 90s, though, so to be fair. Oh, maybe. Hmm. I'll see if I can track it down for later. No worries. I'll let you know. Um, Joe, did you want to go into the this the, the internet malarkey here that they're it's up to you. I don't, I don't know that I need to. It's 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 a bunch of stupid people saying stupid stuff. I mean, yeah, if Matt you want, you can. In front of Congress. Trying to get sources yeah. out of Matt Taibbi. That's what I saw. Was them basically trying to price sources. Let's 14 from. seconds to see what this is. Uh, ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the IF Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books including four New York Times, New York Times bestsellers. <laughs> yeah. That's a so-called journalist. Uh, why does he sound like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? Have He's I never a heard weird this talk before? Intonation, for sure. Well, yeah. and I will say, having recently gone through this stuff, not in front of Congress, but having been recently deposed, um, this stuff goes on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and after six or eight hours of this stuff, you're you are just your throat is parched you okay. can't remember where you are it's yeah it's a whole thing so yeah. everyone sounds like robert f kennedy jr at that point it's living hell I, yes. okay. that makes that makes a lot of sense well just that was the beginning of the shot. day by the way that was the very first opening oh, statement oh, when yeah. he said that I like he's like, uh, practicing his terminator musical or something <laughs> <laughs> senator i don't um, want to be play... an american idiot uh you could play the uh there's the jim jordan with jerry connolly jerry connolly looks like if you put um, two in here, you've got a kim iverson you've got a jim jordan yeah either one kim iverson goes straight into debbie wasserman schultz who i didn't oh. i mean she still exists apparently and she's just awful let's just, let's play her because she she's just awful and and we can get that out of the way and then let me see what else i have National hero who was forced to step down from her position as DNC chair for butting with elections. Yeah, for cheating. Yeah, she and she remember she had those people from what was it Pakistan or whatever. They were all surrounding PizzaGate and all that. She was all orbiting that. She had the laptop. Oh, yeah, she, she was had part of that IT whole group. group. They all ran off to Pakistan. That's right. Yep. Isn't that's she right. from that they weird county off. in Florida where the Parkland shooting happened? That's right. Yeah, Broward. she's connected to yeah. all the craziest shit. No, no, no. It's just a coincidence over and over and over and over again. Right, well, and she's kind of fun. <laughs> Ms. Check, Taibia, check her I out. I want to ask about journalistic ethics and information sources. The Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics asserts that journalists should avoid political activities that can compromise integrity or credibility. Being a Republican witness today certainly casts a cloud over your ob objectivity. But it deeper concern that I have relates to the ethics of how journalists receive and present certain information. Oh. Journalists should avoid accepting spoon-fed, cherry-picked information if it's likely to be slanted, incomplete, or designed to reach a foregone, easily disputed, 
or invalid conclusion. Would you agree with that? I think it's. I think it depends. Really, you you wouldn't agree that a journalist should avoid spoon-fed, cherry-picked information if it's likely to be slanted, incomplete, or designed to reach a foregone, easily disputed, or invalid conclusion. Mrs. Con. Uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, I just want to point out they've got a picture of Joe Rogan back there, and it's like, yeah, the worst possible still image that you could have of of Joe Rogan. What the hell? Why yeah, was there a picture of she- Joe Rogan behind? Because she's fancy and she has staff and she thinks that this is going to resonate with people or something. Was she playing Rogan from when Matt Taibbi was recently on Joe Rogan, maybe? Yes. Yeah, she mentioned. Which discredits his whole life and career. The fact that he he went on Rogan. Um, I'm just pointing out the fact that they deliberately picked a a single frame of video where Joe's making a funny face to, to slant their own approach. Awesome. All right, continue with this. Well, real quick, yeah, if anybody wants more. to see a smorgasbord of journalists getting spoon-fed their information, you got to go check out journo.host on the Fediverse. It is a Mastodon instance for just journalists, and oh my goodness, it's uh, it's it's quite the site. It is quite Why? What's on it? It's just feral, journalists. Feral what do they do, journalist. though? <laughs> They've created an echo chamber of journalists. <laughs> It oh, really? The, so, for example, the, there's a, t- a link in the Twitch chat if you want to see it. All the worst aspects of Twitter condensed into a nice little can. And I'm assuming they've, they've blocked a bunch of other instances, so it's oh, just yeah. like kind of a wild, a walled garden. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they block everyone else. Yeah, they were talking about uh, sending out um, quote-unquote spy accounts onto other servers so they could start scoping out... Uh, the alt-right problem on the Fediverse, you know, because people show up and they tell you that they're the solution. The tolerant left. The, the alt-right problem we all know is everywhere. It's like carbon dioxide and oxygen. It's everywhere. We're like fish in alt-right. It's like, we don't know. Water's warm? What? You can't say that to another fish. It's all water. What are we looking at? Uh, this is journa.host. This is Make sure... Their- Make sure you're in a local because you're on the explore tab right now. So you're looking at everything. There we go. Um, And this is ran by like, um, oh, God, what the hell is his name? Adam Davidson. And there's that other creepy dude. um, Adam always spooks. Yeah. Adam always talks about him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, But it's just like a venture capital. They're dumping uh a couple a couple of grand into keeping this open which is complete overkill complete overkill mm-hmm. uh and leo leo laporte actually called him out um this week in tech they called him out for dumping so much money into a a mastodon account um so it's just i don't know there's a lot of shady shady uh, money behind it uh spooky dudes running it it's uh it's a trove just nonstop. So is this this is where they went to like this is the trough these fucking pigs went to to feed after twitter was no longer mm-hmm. a safe space yeah yeah after elon bought it yeah oh dude uh, and they made they made quite the entrance onto the fediverse i mean they got brigaded within the first couple of yeah. hours of going live oh yeah because they, they came off- in as if like it's okay people everything's great we're here yeah we're here to <laughs> we're here to it. fix the problems with this uh yeah platform that's been around for god i don't know 2012 i think um, yeah i just they so, underestimated the amount of 
they underestimated the amount of anti-Semitic anime weebs that would just bombard them the moment they got on. <laughs> well, and it's from 90%. the other. So there's a there's a tool made by um, a user on Kiwi Farms, and there's a whole uh, drama between uh, a trans streamer Kefla and Kiwi Farms, uh, just back and forth harassment, doxing, Cloudflare, Cloudflare strikes, shit like that. Here's some um, real journalism right here. Breakfast at oh. Taco Royale. Just taking pictures of your stuff and posting on Mastodon. Thanks. Mm, <laughs> Go to Chacho's and call me. Yeah. I don't see this shit. But they had pissed off a bunch of hardcore leftist servers because a journalist or uh, actually an admin used a tool that was developed by a, a known Kiwi Farms user. And the tool would allow you to see what instances has blocked your server systematically. It'll list them all out. And that really pissed off some, uh, it was a trans Australian server. So they got fucking, they were getting blocked on both sides. People are like, oh, these are journalists. They're scumbags. They're the problem with, you know, they're behind this problem that we got going on. We got other people like, oh, you know, they're protecting uh, transphobes on their server. So we're going to block them. Right. They didn't, they did not get a warm welcome at Dingo all. ate my dingus. Yeah. Well, they don't deserve one. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hey, so right, Gretchen, let's let's play this this lady because it's longer. It's the the Glenn Glenn Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. Um, Glenn Greenwald. It's the it's the more extended version of that video. So he had that eight seconds, but it's actually it's really funny because, again, these are the people who want to regulate the internet. Now they're saying that what the Twitter files and what was exposed with the government basically censoring people and controlling the narrative. We talked about the Wurlitzer on last show, and I'll play one last clip to kind of echo what that clip was about but these are the people who want to regulate it they think that the twitter files don't show anything you know what i mean because they are that system they are the fish they are the water and they don't see what everyone else is like wait we want to have a first amendment too we're not allowed to because that's all right that's white supremacy anything that isn't you know stunning and brave men taking awards from women i mean it's just like it's so fucked up but anyway, this, this yeah. is the smart woman on the left in the, for the globalist side. She wants to understand Matt Taibbi and, and Schultzenberger or whatever. Schellenberger. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll just run this one. You, you yell when to stop. Yeah, well, whenever. She first um, was contacted by Mr. Musk. I, I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> um. There was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved with it. Mr. Taibbi, um, I want to follow up a little bit on the ranking members' questions. Um, what was the first time that Mr. Musk approached you about writing uh, uh, the Twitter files? Uh, again, Congresswoman, that would... Uh, I just need a date, sir. But I can't give it to you, unfortunately, because... This, this is a question of sourcing, and I don't give up. I'm it's a journalist. A, I don't read my source. It's a question of chronology. No, that's a question because of sourcing. Because you earlier said that, that someone had sent you through the Internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information. Yes, and I refer to that person as a source. So you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you? Again, Congressman, so you're asking me to re you're no. asking a journalist to reveal. So a then you consider Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this? 
No, now you're you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I I, I well, just can't it, answer your question. Well, he isn't. If you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that the only logical conclusion is that he is in fact your source. Well, you're oh free God. to conclude that. Well, sir, I just don't understand. You can't have it both ways. But let's move on because well, no, he can. He's a journalist. No, he can't because either Musk is the source and he can't talk about it, or Musk is not the source. And if Musk is not the source. Then he can discuss. No one has yielded. The gentlelady is out of order. You don't and get to speak. Out of order because he's interrupted. The gentlelady's not recognized. You're not recognized. He's not recognized. What he has said is he's not going to reveal his source, and the fact that Democrats are pressuring him to do so is such an honor. We're asking him about his conversations with Musk. The gentlelady has not yielded you time. You don't. I have not yielded time to anybody. I want to reclaim my time, and I would ask the chairman to give me back some of the time because of the interruption. Oh my goodness! I am asking you. If you will give me the seconds that I lost, we will give you that ten seconds. Thank you. Now let's talk about another uh, item that you, when you responded to the ranking member, you said Six that you had free license to look at everything in Mississippi. Yet and that's ten you seconds. Posted on your your, um, I guess it's kind of like a web page. I don't quite understand what Substack is, but uh, <laughs> Substack. What I can see is that. In exchange for the opportunity to cover a unique and explosive story, I had to agree to certain conditions. What were those conditions? She asked you that question, and you said you had none, but you yourself posted that you had conditions. No, the, the conditions, as I've explained multiple times. No, uh, sir, you've not explained. You told her, her in response to her question that you had no conditions. In fact, you, you kind of used the word license, that you were free to look at all of them, all 100,000 emails. I was, the, the question was posed, was, was I free to, to write about? Sir, did you have any conditions? The condition was that we published Sir, did you Twitter. have any conditions, yes or no? A simple question. Yes. All right, could you tell us what conditions those were? Conditions <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and that we, we break any news on Twitter. But you didn't break it on Twitter. Did you send the file that you released today to Twitter first? Yes. Actually, I did. Yes. Yeah. You did. You send it to Twitter first. The Twitter that was one of the conditions. Yes or no, sir. The Twitter files thread actually did come out first. But, sir, you you said earlier that you had to attribute all the sources to Twitter first. What you released today? Did you send that to Twitter first? He's so confused. No, no, no. I post. I posted it on Twitter first. Yeah, dude. First, sir. Or did you give it to the ranking member, to the chairman of the committee or the staff of the committee first? Well, that's not breaking the story. That's giving, <laughs> yes, I did, I did give. Uh, so you uh, gave all the information that you did not give to the Democrats. You gave it to the Republicans first. Then you put it on Twitter? Actually, no, the chronology is a little bit confused. Well, then, it's more then tell or less us the what the chronology time. was. Oh, my God, I feel like I'm having a fucking stroke. Over I here. believe the thread came out where on twitter on twitter so then you afterwards gave it to the republicans and not the democrats yes because i'm submitting it for the record as my as my statement did you give it to them in advance i gave it to them today you gave it to them today but you still have not given anything to the democrats well I'll, I'll, again i'll move on no and they got it 10 seconds mr I was gonna say that's how yeah, discovery this, this, works. So you don't get to, this part. This part's really good. If there's any more, this part's really good because she asks Mr. Schellenberger, 
who Barry Weiss is. <laughs> if, it, if it's still in there, because I think it's the same clip. Uh, it's two more minutes. I'll let it go. The same question, sir. When did you first uh, visit with or get contacted by Mr. Musk? I'm not going to reveal my sources, but like I said, I was invited by Barry Weiss. I'm not asking for sources, sir. I'm just asking for chronology. When did you first make contact with Mr. Musk? I don't know the exact date. Was it? It was December. It was December. December of, well, there's a lot of Decembers in December of last year. Which December? Last year, the uh, 22? Yes. All right. Now, in, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were invited by a friend, Barry Weiss. My friend, Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her? Um, She's a journalist. <laughs> <sighs> I'm now asking Mr. Hold on, you, you're you're laughing at Hold on, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. She's a journalist. What is her? Um, She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking. <laughs> Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir. She's a journalist. She's a journalist. So she anyway, that's that's what I wanted to play that last little part where it's like, and and you could see they're both like, what the fuck is going on? Like they're both looking at each other like this woman is a fucking fence post. But she, so anyway, what happens here? And, for uh, anybody who missed it is Matt Taibbi answers oh ahead of Schellenberger says. She's a journalist. And she goes, I didn't ask you. And Schellenberger comes in and is like, she's a journalist. Literally <laughs> 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 treating her like the fucking two-year-old she is. But this is saying, regular. So, uh, so Elon Musk, he's the Microsoft guy, right? That's who he is? Like, <laughs> he's the, the J.P. Morgan of Twitter, right? He's the Microsoft of J.P. Morgan's. He's the Vanderbilt of SBF. <laughs> Having just gone through this, this this whole process is is you know multi multi hour multi day depositions like this are just a pain in the ass and they ask the dumbest because qu- what they want you to do is go back on your testimony they want you to go back and correct no 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 it was at this time which is why you see him sitting there thinking on this stuff um, and then then after after like six hours of this on day two or day one day two I don't even remember I just started playing the I don't recall game because I'm not going to play this shit and I don't care. And it wasn't germane to what we were being deposed about anyway, but it was aggravating to no end. So I can just see these guys starting to like a nightmare. It is a pain. But do you think this, this woman's not smart enough to lay traps? No, she's not. Like she's not playing any legal games. She's literally retarded. She's trying to play the, the lawyer game where, well, I asked you about this and then they'll switch topics and come back to get you to, to, um, uh, think she's that uh, smart or contradict herself but she's you're right she is not that smart and she doesn't know enough about what she's asking about to really dig into it i don't know what a Substack is it's like a website or something she's like she's a dumb fuck and there's she has no business on any of this stuff but these are the people who want to tell you you're a white supremacist and there's nothing to see under the twitter files and just because the fbi and the intelligence agencies are all embedded within all of the primary social platforms where most of the communication is had by virtually everyone on planet Earth, you know, to go back again to the the globalists and the New World Order holding Google Earth and pointing and starting up a, you know, a, a civil unrest in any section of the world. You know, this these are the people, these are the useful idiots who think that there's nothing there when you have embedded intelligence in the primary communication tools for humanity generally, right? So she's stupid. She has no clue what the hell she's talking about. Now, this guy probably a republican sorry 
Um, but listen to him. This goes back to the Wurlitzer thing. And this is what I mean by saying, like, this is not a this is not a national thing. This is not a United States thing. This is a global thing. Like, they these people have no loyalties to you or I or anything that we consider godly. Like these people want to drink the blood of your children when they're done molesting them. There's just no question. I mean, they want to either kill you or molest your kids. Uh, I get a wait a minute. Something something this link went weird on me. Let me Is it reload. the Forbes one? No, it like loaded a different clip. Is this a, I think it, I think it's stacking 239. Ads yeah, it it's be at the two, ads 239. Well, 239 seconds. What is that right? Yep. Uh, hold on. It you sounds like now uh, remember the, like the Wurlitzers. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to quick say about that. Uh, the, the lady we were just listening to. It sounds like she knows more about getting stud stacked than sub stack. Oh, oh, I don't even know what that means. Oh. What's that mean? Stud stacked? Well, uh-uh. <laughs> give me three guesses. <laughs> yeah, three guesses. Can I find stuff. it on Craigslist? <laughs> yes. It's, <laughs> it's probably your best bet. I was reading this from her yeah. site here. While serving as a municipal judge in 92, this lady, Garcia, ran d- the Democratic primary for the newly created 29th congressional seat in 92. She finished third in a five-way primary and won the runoff and held the seat for 26 years. Jesus. How oh do you get God. that? 26 years. She got third. The hell? Well, probably stacked ranking sort of thing where they, you know, you, go, you yeah. just go for a plurality or something. Anyway. In the prim- um, yeah, she got third in the primary. Yeah. That is insane. All right, so Joe, this, but anyway, this is, do you remember the Wurlitzer thing? Well, yeah, yeah. let's let's remind folks for, who he, may he just, not have listened. Just, uh, um, write up his own stories and send them to journalists and they would just publish them. Yeah, he had basically he he had the tools to get any story spun up in any corner of the world. Like literally the intelligence agencies, they bragged about it. We were playing that clip, it was from the eighties, probably. And it was a guy, former CIA talking about how, yeah, we could literally spin up any story anywhere all over the planet. And so here's this is what's happening this past week. Propaganda is job. We haven't talked about propaganda. Propaganda, I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it, and they have to do it to their own population. Every country does it. Every country does propaganda, and they have to do it to their own people, is what Mr. Stingle said. If I understand correctly, he was the head of the, of the, G, of the Global Engagement Center at its creation, right? He was, and in his book, um, Information Wars, there's, there are a number of passages where he talks about creating Alex Jones there. a whole-of-government solution to the information problem. He hastened to say that he didn't want to create any, a, quote, information ministry, and, but what he was describing roughly approximates that. In the half minute I've got left, he also was associated with Hamilton 68, right? Um, um, the, you mean the, the 68 Broadway music? certainly had ties to Hamilton 68. I yes. think it's closer than that. Well, that'll come out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be anxious to hear that. I hope I'll get yielded in a minute or two from somebody else down the way. There's all sorts of stuff to disclose. This committee has to uncover not this that single instance, but this system that you have described. This is the hope that Americans have to set this right. This committee. So, and that hostility shows what we're... The, the, what's interesting there is you see Taibi like laughing because he's surprised at how much 
this guy has done his due diligence. Like he's not stupid. He understands what's going on and he's playing that audio from his phone into the record. And what it's basically saying is that the same thing. It's the world. It's It's like the intelligence community can basically propagandize their own people. They do it. Nobody deny. I mean, only idiots deny it at this point, you know, NPCs deny it, but you know, you can see the difference in the contrast between this dope Garcia and whoever that last dude was. But anyhow, I mean, I guess long-winded way to go into the heavy shit. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think it's it's valid. Uh, um, Hamilton sixty-eight, by the way, is a uh, shared. It's a wait, note here. Um, it's a database used for tracking the Russian influence on journalists. So this was clearly a, a way to track Russian propaganda. Uh, in so real it's not time, the 67. Real time on Twitter. Yeah. It's not the 67. Well, and it was with Podesta. Broadway play. Yeah, well, Hamilton. They, they, of course, they celebrate Hamilton because uh, he was an enemy of federalism. So he, they have to make a, they have to make a hero of him. But um, yeah, Hamilton 68. Did we cover that on the show? That was basically no. Podesta and all these fucking like left wingers, like uh, you know, just the 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 evil skeleton people of the government tracking russian disinformation and this was had we not covered this I thought we no did. we haven't it'd actually be a good one to go into because it's long since right. defunct yeah. yeah next time all right um okay well it had chertoff and all those guys in there just talking yeah. about oh that's a russian that's a russian and this was the one in the twitter files where they were like yeah none of these people are russian i don't know where they're getting this but all you know all the major news sources just like the fact checkers hamilton 68 a russian uh, a company that tracks russian bots and troll farms blah 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 so that was you know it's like they launder this is how they get these stories laundered too it's like we put out a story in indonesia new york times reports as reported in Indonesia, you know, and then they launder stories mm-hmm. throughout the place so that they can make so whatever easy. happen. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy, easy. Playing us like a fiddle. Propaganda right. tracking the propaganda. Nice. All right. Um, well, let, let's close out our serious segment here. Please. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Booberry, you got one or I'll, I'll run one if you want. Well, do you want to do some uh, uh, open phone lines? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me transition us out of here with this. There, you check it out. All right, uh, yeah, fire up the phones. Let me bring up the little note here. So we are taking live calls right now. Bottom of the screen is the number. Mm. Oh, God. Six one two two six three seven nine 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 is that telephone number, and I had to play that jingle because I saw the creator make heroism in the OBDM Twitch chat today. The creator, the what? creator. <laughs> saw Nick the Rat in there too earlier. Been oh yeah, man. oh damn, Nick the Rat. So now I'm in there. Uh, I'm super jealous that you have that um, uh, little jingle there. So uh, that's very cool. That's um, I did know. So I know he's working right now, but. Joe, you have to call in about your UFO story. Um, he's probably working. He's probably said, oh, shit, grabbed his phone, but we'll see. Um, oh, I thought you meant the Joe that's over there washing dishes or something. Different. So many Joes. No, uh, we were going to try to have Joe and Jen on today, but they you know, schedules don't line up. But Joe said he'd still try to call in and tell us about UFOs in, I think, Northern California. And we got one right here on the line. Sorry, I don't have a way to mute that. Uh... Hello, caller. Hey, Hello. baby, what's up, baby? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Joe from Legit Back. Hey, what's Yay! up, Joe? Yo. What's up? Do I sound like I'm talking into a shoe? It sounds good. It sounds as okay. good as a shoe can. Yeah, I assume you're in the men's room. <laughs> shoe made of potatoes, yes. Yeah, it's okay. That's perfect. Now, yeah, I had a quick story. Uh, a couple years ago, we are sitting in the pool on July 4th, me and Jen, and uh, we had a couple drinks, but we weren't drunk. But, you know, people don't hallucinate when they're drinking typically. So we're uh, just hanging out, looking at the sky, and we see this triangle fly about the, the size and speed of an airplane, but it was a clear triangle. So it, the only way to describe it is that it was like kind of a uh, uh, predator camo type of thing where it's translucent. But you could see kind of a green outline that it was a triangle. And I don't know if I've never heard another story about somebody seeing one like that particularly. So I just figured I'd leave it up for you guys to decide what the fuck that is. Can I ask you about the uh, the outline on it? Would you say it was like a hard outline or it looked like a outline of light or something like it was glowing? Kind of a glow. Yeah. Kind of a soft. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like a. A warm glow, maybe like a like a neon light or something. Kinda, it, it's really hard to describe because you can see the stars through the triangle, so you can see the sky and the stars through mm. it. But all we saw was this, this moving triangle that was see through. I mean, it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen, and I was freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And then we were hoping it came back later, but it never did. So I was thinking it was some military tech, and Jen brought up that it is. Interesting that it was on July 4th because that's easily dismissible, you know, the fireworks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Swamp gas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you guys go. Uh, I, I got to get back to work, actually. So sweet, man. It was good to talk to you. Hey, I don't Joe. have a way. To, hey. Oh, what you got? Sorry, Chris? I was going to ask Joe. Joe, are, Joe, are you still doing a show with me soon? I forgot to text you. Uh, I am. You're on the calendar. Yes, sir. Sweet. All right. I'll get Come back on to my show, Thank you. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well bl blow me up or uh, whatever crutchet equivalent. Oh shit! Me I don't have any that loaded. Uh, I can blow um, me up. like a good like a good comrade caller. I'll put you against the wall. Oh god! Hold on, I got you. <laughs> Sorry, caller. <laughs> Sorry, caller. <laughs> Happens to the best. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. I think we got time for one, one, maybe two more. That's not Two, maybe four. Two, maybe four. So. Seven. No, that's that's very cool. I I do like the. I mean, it, it sounds like it's kind of that um, that stealth tech. We've heard about a couple other times where they they diffract light as it passes through. So putting that on a bottom of some sort of craft flying over would make sense for general surveillance, even. So. Mm. All right. Well, let's just leave the lines open for a few minutes. See what see what we get here. Um, I've got yeah, a ton of news to get to, and we've got like 15 minutes to do it so um let me see what i've got we can do here. a five-hour show come on we'll just yeah going. do it do it do it all right i'm gonna Can't bring this right guys because it's disgusting i'm gonna bring this one up <laughs> um somebody posted i didn't know usually i try to note who did it um sorry somebody posted a a similar story of this in the discord and i just set me off looking around that's from this week. Um, let me bring up this on the screen. So Hidden Valley Ranch flavored ice cream. Mm. Mm. I, God damn it. Yeah, I can't see this being a good idea for anybody. Why, why is this? Fire. 
I can't wait. Hell yes. Put it in my body. No. If you put bacon bits in it, I'd try it. (laughs) That's even worse. Can I dip my chicken in it? Sweet and savory. What's not to love? Oh, God. Um, So this says, uh, this is. um, The perfect ice cream doesn't exist. Oh. Oh. On March, yeah, as it does now. <laughs> Hold my beer. On oh. March eighth, Van Leeuwen Ice Cream announced the launch of seven new flavors for the upcoming spring season. But the one on everyone's lips is ranch flavor. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, Legalized created, ranch. Created in honor of National Ranch Day on March tenth, the ice cream company has collaborated with a top-selling ranch brand in the country, Hidden Valley Ranch. The fourteen-ounce package will be sold for four ninety-eight exclusively at Walmart starting March 20th through May 28th. So heads up in nine days, go fight people at Walmart for ranch flavored ice cream. Oh God. America. When you first pitched the ranch flavored ice cream, I was assuming it was referring to the Netflix show, the ranch, and it would taste like Tim Allen, presumably. You're making jokes that I don't get references to. Well, okay. So how, how could it not pair well with French fries? People will take their French fries and dip them into a frosty, as an example. They like that sweet. And well, the, people and the... don't, but people that think that they're people do. <laughs> is, Ooh, is this happens only in the Booberry household? Because gross. Um, Boobs is from the South. He knows about all these weird things that people do. Yeah. Uh, let's see, in, a press, in a press release, reps for the brand admitted that ranch and ice cream may not seem like a typical pairing. But that Hidden Valley Ranch times, what? This doesn't make sense. Hidden Valley Ranch times Van Leeuwen flavor delivers a surprisingly tasty twist on the sweet treat. Wait, so they're saying that it's not ranch flavored? It's just ranch branded? I don't, how can you have ranch times Van I didn't Leeuwen catch f- that at all. No, I, I think it, from what I can tell, it looks like they're saying exactly what I think it would go with, which would be like a pizza. So you put on pizza, French fries, like you mentioned, the Wendy's Frosty. You put an ice cream on your. Are you looking at that from the fourth paragraph that I see on uh, screen? It starts with what? I think it is ranch flavored, and I don't see why not. I mean, I love ranch. Yeah, it's just this, I, this sentence is written poorly, I think. Because um, why would you write a press release? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless you're trying not to sell ranch ice cream. The company said that the ice cream boasts the savory flavors of ranch, buttermilk, flavorful herbs, and a touch of sweetness, suggesting that the unique treat pairs well with salty snacks. So, Blueberry, I guess you're dead on. This is something people want is salty with their ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, with fries. I, I don't. I very it's rarely. Fries. Is this a thing? I ice very, very rarely make stuff up. Let me just say that. So I, I, I shoot straight all the time. I'm making up this stuff right now. It's, there is. A, there's a, a whole thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate people dip their, dip their fries Wendy's in milkshakes fries and frosties, and, and yeah, chocolate yeah, frosties. Like That's what people thing. will do. Yep. Oh, weird. Yeah, here we go. We know Hidden Valley Ranch goes well with just about everything: pizza, carrots, French fries. But ice cream is a first for us. Insider, t- top your scoops with crushed pretzels or potato chips. <laughs> so now people are just piling snacks on snacks. Ugh. Well, so think about a sour cream on an, on a potato. I would get some ice cream on there. Some ranch ice cream on a on a baked potato. Ooh, all right, Ooh, be good. interesting. I'm gonna have to go buy this stuff and report back. I'm not going. To... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This all sounds awful. <laughs> yes. you could dip. You could dip your rich Oreo cookie in there. Ooh, the Oreo um, cookies could be interesting. Yeah, the Ritz Oreo that goes in there. So here, here's this. This oh, person yeah, yeah, yeah. their their, uh, their experience right before the spoon hit my tongue. My nose got a heavy whiff of garlic. 
mm. which is contributed to the fact there's garlic powder and onion powder in the ice cream. This made my brain expect something savory, but there's a healthy amount of cane sugar in the ice cream. The resulting taste was a shock to the senses. Oh, so there you go. Go buy some Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream and put it on your pizza, apparently. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to keep an eye out for this at the store. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pass. I don't even like regular ice cream, so. I'm, yeah, I'm not going anywhere near this. Hidden Valley Ranch, you know, there are better ranches out there. Come on. <laughs> it was the most popular. I didn't realize that was a thing anyway, but. Um, all right. We don't well, have French dressing ice cream now. Thousand Island ice cream. Tartar sauce. <laughs> Tartar sauce ice cream. Oh, so you raised, a, you raised a good point. This could lead to an entire new aisle at the grocery store if they put like that freezer section that has ice cream and all the salad dressings in the same aisle, and then you could just mix them. Ooh, a beautiful yeah. matrimony of sweet and savory. Oh, yeah. Like, like the soda fountain suicides, but it's just salad dressings. Oh. <laughs> It's called Thousand Island. <laughs> Just mix oh them my, all together. Oh my goodness! And there was a there was an ice there was a frozen yogurt shop that famously debuted a poop flavored yogurt. Mmm. Yeah. Big hit, I bet. Is this like the 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 Birdie Bots all flavored beans type of deal, where you just like, oh, it could be vomit, it could and, be diarrhea, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah. yeah. The booger flavor. Um, Boogers, frogs. Tempered sweat suggests erotic-flavored ice cream. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, tastes like tastes sex. like sweat and <laughs> exhaustion. We talked <laughs> about scratch and sniff porno mags, remember? Because that was in the Dude, I mean, it's the... it's only a matter of time until Kroger's is selling cum-flavored ice cream. Oh, good <laughs> lord. Oh, dude. Hell yes. I think that's Fro- how, new how from Magnum comes. <laughs> it is how I come. Magnum presents. Oh, God. <laughs> Trojan ice cream, cream bars. Cream bars. <laughs> <laughs> Trojan uh, Magnum ice cream bars. Let's see ice what else we got bars. here. Um, so we've got uh, Oxford, uh, the Oxford, uh, the Oxford English Dictionaries. 2022 word of the year is goblin mode, which I have never heard. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, some zoom, yeah. zoom shit right there. That's yeah. That's not fine. Um, I was just, uh, I forget who I was talking to about Goblin Mode. Your Honor, he went into Goblin Mode. I was forced into a self-defense situation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the hittest, uh, it's a hit phrase with all the young ones. Well, it, Goblin it beat Mode. Up all the young scraps. Metaverse and I stand with. I stand with not even being a word, it's a phrase. But never. I stand with Goblin Mode. Um, so I'll skip. <laughs> or I, I stand, stand Goblin Mode. <laughs> Hashtag I stand with piss in my pants. <laughs> Uh, we have a Norwegian flag that's mistaken for a Confederate flag and forced to be removed from a Michigan bed and breakfast. Oh, <laughs> get wrecked, Norway. <laughs> we have a, a well, that's someone who they so wanted to be outraged. They were outraged at the wrong flag. Um, we have a naked woman attacks a homeowner with a frying pan, then gets shot in the leg. This is the one. That's the one. You want that one? All right. Well, I mean, we can keep reading them off, but that's my book. All right. That's okay. We also have a, a burglar who left his own birth certificate at a crime scene, which makes me wonder what the hell he's doing with his birth certificate. No Was doubt. he a terrorist? Was his passport <laughs> there, too? Was his passport, yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Was it the hamburglar? This video of Colorado. Apparently, there's alligators in Colorado enjoying the snow. So there's that. Um, that's cool. I like that. Here's ten. Here's one of our favorites. There's a listicle of the ten food-related injuries that ha- happen more often than you think. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then finally, we have some some um, 
uh, people in Maine who are upset about their their vanity license plate on their car that people are misinterpreting as as being vulgar. So they want to they trying to get rid of it. I'm kind of uh, leaning towards the food injuries. I, I need I to know. know. All right, it's a listicle, so that's our that's a good format for us to crank through here. So here are there's probably a bunch of ads around it. Oh, it's a slideshow. Even better. Um, awesome. So many pop-ups. Get out of here. Bring this up on screen. Booski says, penis man. <laughs> I, Ironically, we're talking I about injuries, somebody... and the thing up on the screen here says kidney cancer in very, very, very large letters. I'm going to go out on a limb, and one of the ways that you can get injured is by freezing a piece of food and then inserting it into your body. Oh, like oh. doing a whip it without a balloon. Yeah. Not sure uh, that's food. Uh, <laughs> Alaskan pipeline, almost. All right, so the top 10 food injuries that happen way more often than you think. Number one is instant noodles, which is not an injury. But what they mean is people burning themselves on instant noodles. Uh, in a study examining 790 cases of children admitted to the burn center for scald injuries from hot liquids from 2010 to 2020, researchers at the University of Chicago School of Medicine found that a whopping 31% of cases involved instant noodles. Well, I'm going to stop you right there and say that instant noodles are, in fact, an injury. I don't know if you've ever had them, but, uh, you know, not, not even once. By ramen. Um, Safe and effective. Says the uh, the burn team noted many of the spills came from, from removing the noodles from the microwave or spills while eating due to the narrow base of a cup of instant noodles. Well, I guess people are having trouble with that. Wow. College uh, educated people. <laughs> Edumacate. Back to Saturn um, raises a good point. Would eating ass, would an injury from eating ass count as an injury? Like is ass a food? food? Is, I think so. It's like one of the main food groups. Um, also, uh, I do like the phrase uh, boof sickle. Steel eels put in the chat. Um, boof sickle. Like so the next one is related to avocados. And as you see here by this man demonstrating, or slight, the slight man demonstrating, uh, do not cut your avocados this way, people. Um, so this near, they said a uh, 2019 study by the American Journal of Emergency Medicine found that nearly 6,000 people went to the ER with avocado knife-related injuries in just 2017. Oh, my. Just stabbing I, motherfuckers. The injury often clip. happens people trying to free the avocado pit and their knife slips and catches a finger apart. What the, has no one shown people how to get an avocado pit out of an avocado? It's very, Use a, a spoon, dumbass. I have a clip that I'm not going to play, but it's from The View when Joy Behar missed like two weeks of shows because she sliced her hand open trying to cut an avocado, and then they talked about it for 15 minutes on The View. Oh, wow. She would. I like the picture Uh, how the skin is still on the avocado as he's slicing it. That's This this person's doing everything wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so tip for avocado, like Joe said, use a spoon. Or what you do is you lay the avocado down on a cutting board, and you drive the knife blade you know the, the long side of the blade down into the the avocado pit and then you twist the whole thing comes right out it's super easy you gotta now jam a knife in the side to trigger the yep yeah that's how you do it. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. um so i'll run through these pretty carefully you're gonna start to see a lot of blade related injuries here so mandolins people who just like i'll just put my thumb in there oh yeah these through. are these have been injuring people for for decades i was under um, the impression a mandolin was a musical instrument that's racist <laughs> oh. I believe it's actually related to the uh, the same um, uh, genesis. 
Um, they said uh, New York Times reported in 2013 there were almost 22,000 emergency vi room visits um, related to mandolins. So, oh my god, yeah. Oh, okay, that was generically for slicers and choppers in general. But uh, there you go. Keep your fingers away from that stuff. Pumpkin possums. Watch a YouTube video, people. <laughs> um, yeah, if no, if if you're not sure how to use one of these newfangled um uh kitchen devices you see on uh, one of the, the cooking shows go check youtube yeah um joe have you ever been injured by your juicer probably that's oh, coming up <laughs> we got i know that's on this list so uh champagne people popping up with champagne corks say so, um uh okay champagne's not food if eating ass isn't food they said getting hit with a flying cork from a champagne bottle has been known to cause serious damage the american academy of ophthalmology Notes instances which people struck in the eye by a champagne cork lost their vision permanently. Wow. Oh my God. So make sure you open the champagne. You ought to undo that foil. You got to take the little uh, wire twist off and then look right at it while you try to open it. Yeah. Harry That's and Lloyd the best angle. You look killed at an endangered white owl that way. All right. So we, we, we asked about juicers. Here's blenders. Um, let's see. This says New York Times reports immersion blenders sent 7,000 people to the emergency room in just 2011. Thanks for their hands going into the wrong places. So what are we doing with immersion? Are we just running blades right into fingers? Just very strange. They're testing it at the same time that they're sure? immersing. Clean, cleaning uh, it next ones on the list are peeling vegetables using a peeler and slicing your hand. Uh, beer, apparently. Um, oh, beer with the teeth. Opening beer with your teeth. A classic. Yeah, biting that. The, oh, my God. That off. Uh, they said... Um, Vice reported in 2019, a man in China had to have his chopstick surgically removed from his hand after attempting to open a beer bottle with it. Damn it. So close. <laughs> wow. Jesus. It was something uh, inserted into the body. Cheese graters, Finally. instant pot. What's the last one here? And frozen pizza. Oh, here we go. Someone asked about frozen food, right? Um, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission found there were 2,300 emergency room visits from pizza-related injuries in 2017. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course, it due to people burning their mouth because they didn't let the pizza cool down. Uh, apparently, it's a lesson we're slow to learn. The study published in 1999 noticed that palatal burns from microwave pizza are becoming more and more common. So microwave frozen pizza and then immediately bite into it. Sounds like a Hot Pocket injury, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a staple of the 90s. Every child was burning their mouth on microwaved uh, strudel it, or whatever. It was a rite of passage. <laughs> it's what hardened us for the real world. Yeah. It puts kids hair in your chest. Mouth. Kids these days, they don't get enough microwave pre-processed uh, fluffy pizza cheese stuffed pastries. <laughs> Hot pockets. Also, uh, cheese, cheese, equals, cheese equals kissing. Olives equals giving oral. If, in case you were wondering. Mmm. <laughs> What do you that's twenty what? that's twenty three hundred pizza related injuries, not including what happened in the basement. Yeah. Not including the channels that Obama used from Chicago. That's a different kind of pizza related. Oh. <laughs> that's when they fight back. Honestly. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> I still want to hear about this lady that got shot in the leg if we have any All right. time. We'll, we'll wrap oh up with a naked woman who attacks a homeowner with a frying pan and then gets shot in the leg. This is a, this is this, this is, is how my kind of woman. Is this woman single? Um, I'm sure she was just messed out. Is probably what's going on here. Well, beautiful. Let's share this on the screen. Oh, look at her. 
Look at uh, that. naked woman who attacked homeowner with frying pan. Shot said. <laughs> um, let's see. A homeowner with his own hands when a naked woman showed up and attacked him with a frying pan. Sheriff's office said a homeowner heard a noise behind his house, found a stranger coming inside on February 26th. According to the sheriff's office, she was an unclothed female who started hitting the man in the head and hand with a cast iron frying pan. He managed to get her back outside onto the porch where authorities said she started turning off all the electrical breakers, <laughs> beating on the kitchen window and yelling at the homeowner to get out of her house or she was going to kill him. Get away from my breaker. Um, woman was taken to the hospital. Breaker, Wait, I barely know her. She got shot. Did they leave that out? Oh, interesting. The story does not point out that he shot her. Oh, maybe this. Okay, so maybe the police the police shot her in the leg, and they don't want that part revealed. <laughs> the female then began beating on the same door which she had already made entrance, entry previously, at which time the homeowner discharged his firearm, striking the female oh. in the lower leg area, the sheriff's office said. The woman was taken to the hospital where she was treated and released because, hey, no crime. Hey, um, no, no, wait, no, what's no. a leg? Wait a minute. What's a leg area? Like a the lower, lower leg, leg but area. it's a lower leg yes. area. They're very specific. Okay. Well, I love reading reports like this because they try to be all um, uh, clinical and, and discharged his firearm. Well, we got a homeowner to charge his firearm, striking the female suspect in the lower leg area. A particular uh, individual. Uh, uh, female unsub. Uh, real piece of work. Um, I wonder if I can find. If there was a ring doorbell video of this, I'd be so happy. I yeah, guess I'm, I'm really hoping that there's going to be some sort of video of this. Come on, feds. Send us the video. Yeah, I want I want to see the fight between frying pan woman and, and discharge man. I've played out that exact scenario discharge in so many games of Left 4 Dead. <laughs> the frying pan. Uh, the oh, frying pan is an effective weapon. She was charged with felony breaking and entering an occupied home, as opposed to an unoccupied one, while armed with a deadly weapon. Occupado. Which was a cast iron frying pan. Assault and battery and property damage. So there you go. If you have a frying pan, that's a deadly weapon. Assault styled Dude. frying pans. They gotta put her on mugshot shorties. You know, you ever been on that Twitter page, mugshot mugshot shorties? It's just mug like, shotties, yeah. Yeah, it's like hot shotties, chicks yeah. getting their mugshots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this lady's oh a little homely, but I think she makes up for it with her um valiant um frying pan wielding skills. Well, her, her, her dynamic personality. Yeah. You can see her cheeks are getting drawn in. She's like really into that meth there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's having her Cillian Murphy phase. <laughs> I have to take meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless him. So. All right, there you go. So um, if if a uh, methed out wacko, uh, naked methed out wacko jumps into your house, just shoot right away. Don't even, you know, don't wait for him to go outside and start breaking things and turning off your breakers. <laughs> you shoot my shot, you mean? <laughs> Or that Dan, this is like uh maybe fifty minutes west of where I was born in Virginia. Austinsville. Oh, maybe Virginia. that's your real mom. I hope so. <laughs> you know this guy? Mm -hmm. Mom, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on the TV. <laughs> All right. So okay. Well, um, anything else we want to cover, or do we just wrap up and throw in the towel here? I mean, I'm good to go as long as you guys want Wrap or whatever. Throw in the yeah. towel. That's mixed metaphor. I'll just mention that uh, when you go on LinkedIn <laughs> and you apply for jobs, they do ask for your pronouns now. And they make it a, it is a, you have to answer it. It is a required answer. Seriously? Yeah. Do you, so do you have, you have selected options? 
Can you put in your own custom you, ones or is it pre-selected options? You can do your own custom ones or you can oh, do a drawing. I've seen, yeah. I've seen both. Someone's going to have to read that shit now. <laughs> yeah. Remember, your pronouns are comrade. Hell yeah. Comrade. <laughs> My pronouns are Might coming well right. Uh, well, we're getting questions in the chat about um, did, did we discuss how dangerous Mexico is? Uh, though I think you've said in the past that, that that's in certain areas and that's not where, where you and your family are, right? Well, they well, so it depends, but they did just kidnap. I think it was like four people killed two or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's it ebbs and flows. Apparently, they're on a an ebb or a flow. I don't know which one means more. That's the uh, they're doing. Oh, the is that a wax or a wane? Yeah, I think it's a wax. Oh, well, they're it's, wax. It's on waxing. Wax mm. on and wax off. Yes, I, I like only that. wax off. I exclusively wax off. <laughs> I mean, everything is dangerous in Mexico. I mean, even the handicap ramps are at like a fucking 80 degree angle. Like you have to have like, I mean, it's insane. It's like you, you, you need to have a Sherpa with your, with your wheelchair to get up the handicap ramps. Everything's dangerous down there. In, in this country, they don't have recycling bins. <gasps> no recycling bins. I know, dude, it's insane. Not the solution. Jail. By the way, my, my local Great municipality sent out a thing about recycling um, uh, plastic grocery bags. And the way they sent it out, clearly somebody didn't pay attention to this because they wrote up this big email on on the proper way to do it. But they send it out through this email blast thing that comes up through their little app that gets cut off. <laughs> and so there was so much preamble nonsense to this thing about how to recycle plastic grocery bags and why it's important. It didn't actually explain how to recycle the plastic grocery bags. So there was too much trash to get to the actual yep. point. Mm -hmm. It talked That's about right. all you these blow around and they get trapped in places and you know, birds and whatever. And then they didn't actually ever get the information. So good job. Idiots. And then he had to turn around and throw it away. <laughs> Wait, was it paper or was it like an email or something? Uh, yeah. Email is electronic. So, Oh, okay. Never mind. But I, I, I figured it'll be threw it away by pushing the delete button. And I have never, I could probably go to their website and find, I don't give a shit. That's their problem. <laughs> so, I'm just always astounded by the amount of junk mail that they can cram into our mailbox. I remember for like a, a few years, I just unsubscribed and kept unsubscribing. And I've been doing it. I try to do it. I'm, I'm actually to the point where I get a lot less junk mail, but I was getting so much. It was like unsubscribing. The one thing that pissed me off the most is when you unsubscribe from an email and they send you an email that confirms you unsubscribe. Yeah. It's like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> this is the whole point of this exercise was to leave me the fuck alone. But do you really want us to leave you alone? Like really, really? Could yeah. you explain why you'd like to unsubscribe this list? Click from this, pick from this menu of items as to why you're unsubscribing. Before you unsubscribe, just take this quick poll that we have. <laughs> that '90s internet ad that we played at the beginning. It was so much more promising because now it's like, yeah, you have to go on these things. And thank God Europe is there to protect us from actually browsing the web without, do you accept cookies? Do you want to subscribe to our newsletter? You know, it's like 10,000 pop-ups before you even get to look at their shitty ad-covered site. The promise of the internet by those 90s kids has been broken. Um, Dream is mm, dead. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, kinda go, I can definitely go back and forth on that on that one. Uh, as no, far I'm, as kidding, the... I'm kidding. I mean, we've got AI Tucker and Biden talking about whether you can get your dick in Pokemon. I mean, we've made it. <laughs> Done. This is it. This is the this is the dream. This is oh. the pinnacle of society. It's only downhill from here, folks. <laughs> Straight downhill. 
<laughs> at an 80 degree Mexican approved handicap angle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, so uh, Chris, Blueberry Lavish, why don't you guys plug some stuff? Uh, let people know where they can find more you and um, uh, where they can find your shows and all that fun stuff. Well, you can my find Chris at the shit my ass. One at a time. <laughs> That's Chris. all for me, shitmyass.com. That's all y'all, y'all you need to know. Yeah. We're over at uh, badradio.live behind the schemes live every Monday night uh, on our stream and the new agenda stream. Uh, if you want to come hang out with us, I 10 out of 10 would recommend a new podcast and 2.0 app because we put a lot of work into uh, stuff that you just won't see through Spotify, Apple, so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. um, there is no bonus exclusive content per se. It just takes uh, downloading a new app. Check it out. Nudepodcastapps.com or podcastapps.com. And yes, also- he, said, he said nude podcast apps. Nude podcast apps. Podcast yeah, like apps take it work. off. Oh, there he goes. He's getting ready. Also, we have a chat room. Uh, if you are into the IRC thing, you can always go to irc.zeronode.net. Uh, the easiest link to get to there would be trollroom.io. And uh, we're in hashtag green room. Yeah, is, uh, IRC. It's the it's by far been my most favorite social yes. Speaking platform. Speaking of internet from the 90s, that's coming back. It's low tech, man. Sick of the nonsense. Up. Yeah. It works. Keeping the dream yeah. alive. It works. They even brought back razor uh, phones, flip phones. You know, so <laughs> anything's possible at this point. I, I kind of want a non-smartphone just to not have to deal with it. Same. Uh, uh, Chris, yeah. So you guys are abs in a six pack at uh, shitmyass.com. Find all everything you need there. <laughs> just did a whole, just did a whole episode on toilet paper. So the URL finally you lived did, up and I, I'm still listening through that one. That's a, that's a good one. You guys diving into the history of toilet paper, where it came from. Hint: Sears catalog. Um, yes, and, and we and, we call a doctor in Honolulu to ask about rectal bleeding. Nice. <laughs> I, I have gripe with whatever stat you guys had where it said like the average person uses like a hundred rolls a year. 140 I can't, I can't is also whatever. That. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. a huge that amount of time. wiping and wiping and wiping. <laughs> <laughs> Do we recycle <laughs> that? Day. I send it all to my local municipality. There you go. <laughs> I'll bag it all up when I'm done with it. <laughs> I put it in plastic yeah, grocery I, bags. Send it to them. I, I'm assuming a hundred of those of, 140 rolls per year, a hundred of those rolls happen on Halloween. <laughs> or Brown Friday, or oh, Brown, Friday. Brown Friday. I I will say though that since we brought up Mexico and you brought up toilet paper, one of the things that the Mexicans do is they throw their toilet paper in the trash, and so because there's a huge population of Mexicans here in or Venezuelans or whatever here in San Antonio, you'll find a lot of shitted toilet paper in trash cans in the bathrooms yep. around here. It's disgusting. Mm, delicious and that, and that's just because their local plumbing can't handle it right so they're just used to that that's because the plumbing can't handle it apparently and that's not g- unique to mexico it's philippines all kinds of places uh, you just saved their freedoms man <laughs> you just <laughs> <laughs> bomb them uh, in the good they plumbing because they anus mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. all right um classic simpsons joke there from wilford tomlinson so thanks everybody for for joining us let me see if i can figure out how to get this uh music playing better here if i got to go over to yeah we got to get this car on fire and get the fuck out of here this yeah let's do it
ready. My body is ready. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been uh, Not OBDM. Um, Mike will be back. Hold a second here. No show next Wednesday. Um, I'm traveling. Mike's still on vacation. Um, you guys are on your own. You have to figure out how to entertain yourselves for an evening. Um, then Mike will be back for next Saturday, a week from today. So uh, see what we can figure out in the meantime, but you'll have to, you're on your own recognizance for a week. Oops. I gotta, get a break I gotta from say the madness. This, oh, nice beamer. The song is uh, by local Nashville legend Nick Lusco. Wrote, uh, and performed this song. This is a great song. I, I guess suppose he didn't write it. Alex Jones wrote it. He, Alex he Jones it. wrote this in a, a consciousness rant, and it was simply said. Yeah. To <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks to uh, Blueberry, Sorcy Sitter, and Lavish for joining us. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll catch you later. Ah, it's closed. Time to move on. Yeah. OBDMPod.com. You can find more about the show. And then everybody else, thanks for joining. That was fun. Good mix. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys. Chop a goo. Downright pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>